Today on the program, put your drawers on and take your gun off. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Welcome to the Rewatch Party. I am your host, Nick. Joining me today is the fighting spirit in my bottle, Anthony. How are you I thought doing? maybe we'd all be like, one of us would be good, one of us would be bad, <laughs> one of us would be ugly. Well, I just introduced you and then bring in the guest, I guess. So now, cat I'm out. the fighting spirit in the box. Cat's yeah. out of the bag. Cat's out of the bag. Manny, Manny's also joining us in the studio today. Clearly, I'm too cool. song. That's not oh, I'm a genie in a bottle. No, just because when they enlist in the army for all of two minutes, <laughs> the captain's all drunk and he makes them chug out of his whiskey bottle. Dude, smash. And that's how, they, that's how he can tell if they're good soldiers or not. Because this is the, are you the best soldier? weapon on the field. The fighting spirits in this bottle. It's like, you are just wasted, sir. And I like your style. <laughs> Dude wasn't even speaking clearly. Well, no. I mean... It, the Italian overdubs probably weren't helping, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, today we are talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Nineteen sixty-six, directed by Sergio Leone. Leone, maybe. Leone, yeah, Leone, because he's Italian. Uh, this is the last of the Clint Eastwood Stranger. I've always heard it called the Stranger trilogy. That's right. He is your left hand that you have sat on. Until it got, no, ah, yeah. no. Uh, no, he's just Blondie in this, and I don't remember Fistful of Dollars and A Few Dollars More, if they keep calling him Blondie, or if he's just known as The Stranger, The Man With No Name, whatever. Um, chronologically, this would be first, so I guess it's a prequel, but actually being made and released, this was the third one. Uh, they did also talk about doing a sequel, and Eastwood was even on board, like a proper sequel, actual Tuco and Blondie continuing to fuck each other over. Just like Tom and Jerry, essentially. Uh, but it never... Sergio decided, fuck that. And it's weird that they wouldn't just find it. I guess Italian Hollywood has more respect. Because <laughs> Hollywood itself would have been like, well, fuck it. Yeah. We're getting someone else for it. Get Michael Bay on it. What's <laughs> some more explosions. Put George Clooney in it. Yeah. <laughs> George Clooney, yeah. Uh, wait, anytime there's a sequel that people don't want to return for, we got to replace it with Larry the Cable Guy. He always does the sequels. Um, but back to Sergio. He also did uh, Once Upon a Time in the West and Once Upon a Time in America, sensing a theme with his... Oh, those are the only ones, though. Once Upon a Time in, in America? Yeah, there's a movie called Once Upon a Time in America. Robert De Niro and Christopher Walken, I believe. Christopher God, Walken. it's been a long fucking time. God dang. Um, anyway, Once Upon a Time in the West also got a killer uh, Dire Straits song. Once Upon a Time in the West. Anyway, neither here nor there. So this was written by Leone and Luciano Vincenzoni. Now that's a fucking Italian name. That dude's right out of The Sopranos. Uh, Luciano has... 69 writing credits. Nice. 69. He probably stopped there on purpose. <laughs> like, well, I'm retired. No more screenplays for me. <laughs> I'm never going to get to 420. <laughs> <laughs> Much less 426.9. Anyway, he obviously wrote a whole bunch of Italian films, and uh, not all of them westerns. I expected, you know, that these two, would, their filmography would be just chock full of westerns. Uh, they weren't. 
like two to three each. Um, so this had all sorts of Italian films and love stories and all that. And then randomly, Raw Deal. The Schwarzenegger movie. Oh, that sounded dirty. I don't, yeah, I don't know. If, you don't know Raw Deal? He, maybe I've seen it. I, uh, I think he was the Russian guy that had to come here and for some reason work alongside Jim Belushi. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Raw Deal? Raw Deal. Hmm. Yeah. Jim Belushi. Arnold and Jim Belushi together, and then written by this Italian guy. Seeing it, I don't see him on the top build cast. Belushi, or maybe I'm thinking Red Heat. Raw Deal is this Raw Deal when he was the FBI agent that has to go undercover in some small town. Uh, former well, FBI agent, yeah, small okay. town sheriff. So Red Heat is the one he did with Belushi. Sorry, my bad. So either way, I know it's Arnold. That's right. <laughs> Raw Deal is when his, he comes home and his wife had made a cake, and she's so mad that they have to live like in witness protection. Basic. I think she throws a cake at him. It's a cake fight. Anyway. Cake fight. Neither of these neither of these things happen in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Better than cake farts. Don't well, look that up. Oh my god. Yes, it is red heat with Belushi. Okay. <laughs> oh I had successfully forgotten about cake farts. God damn it. It's like the game. And you just lost. <laughs> we all lost. Yeah. We all lost. There. Are you aware of it? The game? The cake farts. Oh, uh the kink? The YouTube sensation? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I guess you are. So I was trying to go through the trivia, you know, learn a bit about this, but Jesus Christ, the trivia section on IMDb is longer than the fucking Bible <laughs> in this thing. Like, you were reading it the entire way up here in an hour drive, and you still didn't get through it all. No, nah, I got. I don't even think I made it halfway. It's insane how much shit there is about this. So, off the top of my head, what I know about this movie, uh, this was the main inspiration for The Gunslinger by Stephen King that set off the whole Dark Tower series, uh, uh. which then also... Lord of the Rings was a big influence on that. But yeah, Clint Eastwood movies, this one in particular. And there's a scene that's like, well, I guess the book Dead on Ripped Off coming up later. I'll bring that up. But So uh, I like the opening credits. Let's know here are the cool graphics, like the little horse cartoon and cannon fire. And like it looks like paintbrush strokes that reveal the actors' faces. And, you know, something interesting as you do the opening sequence. We hadn't had our cold opens yet, so they had to do something. Very traditionally Italian. Is it? I'm just saying because it's Italian, so I don't know. <laughs> Everything about this movie is so it's traditionally very traditionally Italian. Italian. Down to the Confederacy. Yes, yes. <laughs> traditional uh, Italian that. Civil War. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> especially that. Especially that. All right, so we open on these three men walking into... It's not even a ghost town. I have a ghost town, but it's like a random two, maybe three buildings. Obviously very desolate. Almost like a trading post in the middle of nowhere or something uh you got one guy coming in from the east and two guys coming in from the west and they all look at each other and you're thinking like oh they're gonna they about they're, they're about they're about to do a duel or a, a trio or something here but instead they all go inside the saloon or maybe every Damn. building had saloon doors but they go through these saloon doors you hear a bunch of gunfire and then all of a sudden the, this other guy comes leaping out of the window with a giant leg like maybe lamb something some kind of leg of meat yes (laughs) in his hands and it pauses and we see the ugly and then he takes off he jumps on one of their horses and takes off and one guy's like tuco tuco this is tuco the ugly uh and one guy's like trying to get his gun up he's not quite dead yet he's like oh i'm gonna get you oh no and then falls and that's the opening uh yes eli wallach 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 it plays to go, and it's weird. He has the most screen time and the most lines, and I think most he, character development too. Yeah, 
And then he got like, I think at the very end of the crowd, like, oh yeah, and Eli is Tuco. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's fucked Clint up. Eastwood was top of the bill, but this was really Tuco's movie. Yeah, absolutely it was, but Clint Eastwood was definitely the star at this point already. I mean, it's 1966. He's been making movies for 50 years at this point. Yeah. He was 37 in this movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good Lord. How is he still alive? Just a heart full of hate. <laughs> Feeding on the blood of the young. <laughs> it was all those cigars from this movie. Yeah. Everybody's seen that video. I mean, every time it comes, makes the rounds on the internet, I have to watch it. But when Don Rickles is roasting him, going off on him, like... I, have I mean, as only Don Rickles can, but he's like, your son Your son now plays the bass. We all had to sit through that. <laughs> Just fucking... Oh, anyway, it's it's out there. You can uh, internet it. Next, we see a kid on a donkey spinning like a water pump system out of the well. Yeah, it looked like he was just bringing water up. Just to, siphoning so water, water can, so the donkey can drink. Like, because it's going into, like, <laughs> going into a trough <laughs> yeah, or something. Like, it didn't look very clean, but I guess probably not a lot of clean going on in 18, whatever, when this movie takes place. Right. 1860? Something no, like it that. wasn't. It was 1960s. When was the Civil War? It was made in 1960s. The Civil War was definitely not in the 1960s. I would have been Vietnam. Oh, that's right. The years of the Civil War, I'm not entirely sure. 18-something. Yeah. 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 You look, well, that's because, I'll, I'll look that up. that's because we're not allowed to teach American history in school anymore, so that's why I don't know. Is that true? I never got taught anything. That's fucking obvious. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, 1860s. There you go. 1861 to 65. Um, that was a lot yeah. more. No, I was just joking there. You don't want to talk about teaching American history or proper American history is a really hot topic now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want to make yourself look bad. God forbid we learn that we were pieces of shit. Let's continue to celebrate Columbus Day. He did so much. So anyway, there's a donkey. Uh, now, someone else comes riding up. This is the bad, or they call him Angel Eyes, but it's Lee Van Cleef, another, I don't know, multi- Million movie make I, I don't know how many westerns he's been in. I don't know why I tried to. He has a very terribly. western face. <laughs> he looks like Satan. Him, him and Clint Eastwood made a whole lot of these together. I think they part. They even parted up in that what Paint Your Wagons that musical western one. Yeah, I don't Clint think Clint Eastwood is in a musical. Yeah, I believe Anne Lee Van Cleef. I think it's what? the two of them, and they just like keep breaking into song about painting wagons. <laughs> it's a real thing. I there was a Simpsons gag about it, and I thought it was just like a Simpsons throwaway gag, but. Oh, he was in a It's a real fucking movie. Clint Eastwood can sing, huh? Oh, I don't think, though. <laughs> That's probably a reason you haven't heard of the movie. Oh, right. That makes sense. <laughs> well, like I said on a previous episode, or it, no matter how tough any of these guys in these movies are, they were theater kids. That's true. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know when Clint Eastwood's first role was, but he was 37 in 19... 19- I mean, he was born in 1930. And he's already an established actor at this point. He was never actually a tough guy that got into movies. He was just, yeah, he grew up as a probably a pampered little actor guy who happened to have a good scowl. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying anything bad about theater kids. He'd but, still I mean, kick my it's ass. Not like, I'm not... <laughs> it's not like they're pulling these dudes out of friggin' underground street fighting or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Harrison Ford was, I guess, a carpenter. A carpenter. So. <laughs> that gives him a bit of clout, but yeah. just because you can swing a hammer doesn't mean you can swing a punch. Danny is, a, is pretty hardcore. He's an ex-con. Who? Oh, Danny Trejo? That's yeah. right. He, oh, yeah, but he got on because he was like as a boxing... like a boxing help. instructor, yeah. and then they just decided, okay, fuck the actor, get that guy in as the actual villain. Yeah. Cool. Well, and that's kind of how Arlie Ermey kind of got into it, too. Oh, yeah, he was he was a Marine, right? Yeah, he he was... They brought him on to, to 
as a consultant consultant for how boot camp would be and then they're like jesus this guy needs to be the guy that does it yeah, yeah. yeah. so so there are a few that have legitimate clout but not many Clint Eastwood, you're not one of them. Nah, he'll <laughs> he'll scowl you to shit, shit in your pants. No, That's no, sure. actually, he was discovered uh, killing a man over a cold bowl of soup. It's in the, <laughs> it's in the trivia. Seen, God no, damn, <laughs> he just didn't get that. <laughs> no, he just—that's how he introduces himself every time you meet Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I killed a man it's over a cold bowl. Yeah, I know. We've met like twenty times, dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude, you don't got to keep saying it. It was gazpacho. It was supposed to be cold. It was supposed to be cold. <laughs> Um, all right, so this is Lee Van Cleef, the bad. Comes riding up. The kid sees him, like, hops off the donkey, runs inside. So he follows the kid, sees the... There's a father's kind of limping around. And uh, a wife comes out, and she's setting the table. And the little kid's getting down to eat until the mom's like, uh, nah, we should probably get the fuck up out of here. Let's, let's go. Some, some shit's about to go down. So she leaves. The dad sits down. And I kind of... Like, I get it. Lee Van Cleef is not a an honorable man. He's... He's here for one purpose, but he just helps himself, sits right down, starts serving himself up some food, cutting the bread. Just like, I know that your entire family was about to eat, but I'm eating this now. Yeah, and by the rules of the ancients, you don't break break bread (laughs) and kill people. Yeah, Yeah. no, you kill before. (laughs) Well, he didn't break it. He sliced it. He did cut it, but I don't think that that gets you off. Like, (laughs) I didn't break it. I didn't break it. (laughs) But like, he knows he's there to kill this man. But, I mean, I get it. You got to eat. But his, unless you intend on killing the entire family, now you just fucking took the, literally took the food out of his kid's mouth. Well, and then he killed his kid. So he just one took that kid's share. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. And there were still some in that dude's bowl, too. Um, leftovers, dude. <laughs> okay. I, I forgot how charitable fucking Angel Eyes is in this scene. Um, so, yeah. The wife takes the kid away, sitting down. So now he's like, oh, you came here from Baker. And that's the first line of movie. Ten minutes in. This in. Movie, ten minutes in before there's a fucking line of dialogue in this movie. And it's asking, you're here uh, from Baker. And that's when you realize that the fucking lips don't match the sound. Yes. Well, again, this is an Italian Western, so they had to overdub to bring it to America, right? Bring Were they it, speaking well, Italian it in, or did they just dub well, it so it sounded better? They, I, I mean, they could have done I think a lot of people spoke different languages. Yeah, so they a probably lot of them had to overdub some and... It was uh, Italian. Italian cinema had post production. They put the dialogue in, and then a lot of them on set were just speaking their their language. So there's hmm. a lot of Spanish and Italian. Well, I know. Yeah. Oh, and I guess the budget. I'll just say the budget for oh, yeah, too far yeah. in. It was 1.2 million, and it made 25 and a quarter million. So 1.2 million in 1966 money. That's like I think that might be today money. Oh, I don't know. That's just what it says on the IMDb. I don't so, know the I'm amount sure. of extras for like all the war scenes and stuff that couldn't have been cheap. Yeah, they had to well, build that were... bridge twice, which we'll get to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh god! But those and are, then those are for, Spanish as far soldiers. as high ranked movies go, this is like eight point eight on IMDb, and it's got a ninety seven percent on the tomato meter, and also a ninety seven percent on the audience meter. So I mean, it's it's, it's a highly ranked across high, the board. It's kind of the 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 best of all the spaghetti westerns, I guess. I think so. The, the, Speaking the ones of I've seen. spaghetti. I did. I made myself some spaghetti and ha- poured myself a nice glass of wine to watch this movie. Good, good to know. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because a spaghetti <laughs> western. Uh, that really figured... is going to skew his uh, rating at the end of the episode. Well, <laughs> you know, so. you got to do like the Italians do. You know. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> it's not at all, but that's true. So, anyways, like you got to tell tell Baker. I told him all that I know. I don't know anything about this case of money. All right, just 
uh, go back and tell him all that. And so, what? Oh no! He's even something about the army court couldn't find any witnesses. He's got nothing. Like fucking leave me alone. So now Lee's like, interesting. You can see his face kind of light up when they hears about this case of money. It's like okay, that probably just stow that away for later. All right. Um, so he goes, Baker knows you've been visited by a guy named Jackson. We need to know what name he goes by now. And he goes by Bill Carson. I mean, he's, he's not even trying to dick, dick around. He's like, Carson, Bill Carson, <laughs> I'm telling you everything right now. Uh, how much is he paying you? Oh, yeah, $500 to kill you. Or no, $500 just for the name, not to kill you. I just need to know this name. So then he gives him the name and gets this bag of money. He's like, here's $1,000 not to like I'm going to double your rate not to how about how about that so he's like well one the problem is you see once I get paid that's a ton of money I got to see the job through so the dude goes for a gun and Leith shoots through the table yeah. I don't know that that would work I mean I'm sure yeah I don't know it would I guess depends on the round I'm, I doubt that that but bullet would go true be, like yeah, that. it's definitely not going to be a, a straight <laughs> shot after that no no but he shoots from under the table, goes up and shoots the guy. And then he takes $1,000 fucking anyway. So he just made $1,500 and got a meal. Wouldn't you? No. I'd probably take the money. I'd probably take the money to not kill the guy, but I wouldn't shoot him. Oh, well, he's at, already dead. What's he needed well, for? No, he's not already. I'm saying take the $1,000 to not kill him. Oh. Well, he was... I don't know. I feel like if I'm a person that makes my living off of killing people for money, I'm probably going to go ahead and kill one, and I'm going to take the money. I yeah. yeah. Now I yeah. Made, now I, now I got fifteen hundred instead of five. Right. Yeah. And a meal. And a meal. And a hot tip about some case of coin somewhere. Yeah. But then he turns around and there's an older son we didn't know about. He did see a picture, so he knows there's a second son somewhere. Oh yeah. And the older one comes running down the stairs with a rifle, and so he blasts him. And that's when the mom comes running in because she hears the gunshots and sees her husband and oldest son lying there and freaks out and he's just like well thanks for the bread see you later <laughs> walks out yeah in hindsight the the older son probably should have just like waited till he went outside yeah. and shot oh. him from the window <laughs> or just let him leave and like okay i gotta go be the man of the house now or something <laughs> like take care of my mom and brother but no he had to he had to try to be a hero. this is why you never be a hero listeners don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. someone going around killing people, especially hired hitmen. You just let them leave your house and then worry about it later. You can have a nice revenge story. You can do whatever, but yeah. don't, <laughs> don't try to be a hero. No. Yeah, or just like if you know the hired hitman's coming, maybe hide and shoot him when he's not waiting. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, okay, let's try to nip this thing in the butt. Yeah, shoot him in the <laughs> back. Doesn't matter. There's not a lot of honor involved. He's a hired hitman for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah. A whole lot of weight. Don't come running down like Leroy Jenkins. That's what we're saying. Um, so Leroy, Leroy Jenkins. I, I hear that all the time. I have no idea what it is. Apparently, it's a World of Warcraft thing. Someone has a character who just runs into battle like a fucking idiot screaming yeah. his own name. It was like during a horde, they were going to go through a dungeon, and they were all planning. And then the dude's like, Leroy Jenkins. And then just goes just running runs in. in. He's like, oh, God. God damn it. Fuck. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, running headfirst on your own death like an idiot. <laughs> yep. So now he goes to visit Baker and he's like, All right, I got something for you and something for me. Now, the name's Bill Carson. That's for you. But he said something about a box of money. Now, that interests me. And the guy's like laughing. Well, you don't have to worry. He won't be saying anything anymore. Ha ha ha. But he did give me $1,000. I'm guessing it's to kill you. So, uh, going to go ahead and do that now. 
See, so now it makes sense why I took the thousand dollars. You know, he's doing his job. <laughs> he's like, he just, yeah. I think he just assumed what that was for. I assumed it was like exactly double his rate. It's like it's the way it always goes. Like, oh, you're getting paid to kill me. I will pay you double, not, not to. to. Like, right? It's such a bad situation. Like, and this happens a lot in this movie, in a lot of movies, where it's like, hey, listen, I'll give you a thousand dollars if you don't kill me, but I'm not going to hand it to you. While you've got a gun on right, me. Right, like, exactly. Like, because like, if I give it to you, then you could just still kill me. Yeah. Or now now I know you've got $1,000 even on your person. I can kill you and then take it out of your pocket. Right. Either way, or look I've got for this it. hidden in a spot. Either way, you're you still dead. It's... And I, yeah, you have, to, you have to leave it in an unmarked grave and not let him know. Yeah, that's oh, the shit. way to do it. Fuck. Oh. I just ruined the whole movie. Well, that's it. <laughs> well, well if it. you haven't seen this movie. <laughs> somehow you haven't seen this movie from fucking 60 years ago. Uh, all right, so he he kills Baker, which I, Baker was laying in bed sick. He looked like time was about to do it for him anyway. Yeah, it just kind of put him out. Just <laughs> old, that was overkill, But he though. seemed pretty upset about it, though, when the guy, he's like, but I gotta kill you or whatever, and the guy's so, like, wait, no, but, no, don't. He put a pill over him and then shot him directly in the head three times. Even the fucking father only got one. Yeah. Three times directly to that. Yeah, that's a bit overkill, yeah. buddy. I'm guessing bullets ain't cheap. In the old west. Well, he just got fifteen. Well, he did just get fifteen hundred dollars. So I can buy at least six of them. That's what. Uh, that's how the name <laughs> "shot" for a shot of liquor became. Like it was was in the old days. Like when you'd go into a bar, if you didn't have money, you could get a, a little a swig of whiskey, whiskey, a pour of whiskey for one bullet. Oh, so you take a shot of whiskey. Here we go. That should have been on the idiot or idiom game. We talked about or origins of words and phrases. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, you'd other... think that different calibers would be worth more or less. I would assume, but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I don't know how many different calibers were there at the time. Other than when you get into like the the military guns later. But as far as the dudes going around town to town, saloon to saloon, it's probably pretty, fairly standard, I I'd imagine. imagine. Probably. I don't know much about old-timey guns. Apparently, uh, in I this movie, there was one bit of trivia we did get to in the gun store scene. So we'll get there. We'll eventually get there. So now Ugly's riding his horse because he just escaped that assassination in our opening scene, right? Now, three other men stop him. We find out there's a $2,000 reward out for him. And he's like, oh, fuck. Okay. And then all of a sudden, here's where we hear the voice like, yeah, but I don't think you're going to be the ones to turn him in. And they turn around. It's like, how the hell does he sneak up on him? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I know they're tracking this guy, but like, geez, it's like wide open desert out there. Like, you'd be like, what the fuck's this guy doing back here behind yeah, but us? I've seen you for the past four days, <laughs> slowly coming up behind <laughs> us. He's trying to hide behind a little piece of sagebrush. <laughs> Standing there with his fingers out like he's a cactus or something. <laughs> Clint would not known for his impressions. So um, he's got one. This is Clint. He's he's the good. Uh, also, just called Blondie the whole, and he's not blonde at all. It's no, kind, he's really not. It's like so, slightly lighter than normal brown hair, but it's very much brown. It's not even like sun bleached brown hair. It is just straight up goddamn brown hair. Why are they calling him Blondie? I the, guess the, compared the, to all the Italians and Mexicans running around. Well, that's the thing because Tuco's supposed to be Mexican, and I wonder if that Blondie is just. Like uh, an interpretation of calling him like Guero. Gringo or Guero. Yeah. yeah. Could, it very well could be, but everybody calls him Blondie. I guess once you hear somebody calling a guy that, you just run with I guess, he, I guess he's Blondie. I guess that's his name. Blondie. Maybe he's just oh, really right. into blonde girls. Maybe. Like, oh, Blondie over there. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the phrase, you are what you eat, came from. <laughs> and boy, is he... He's been doing a lot. Not as much as Michael Douglas. <laughs> yeah, not but as much as Michael Douglas. been doing a lot of eating. So there's a bit of a standoff where these three guys are like, oh, no, we're all scared Just of down this. down there between legs. Oh, 
Yeah. Like, I'm making Clint Eastwood sex noises. What does a Clint Eastwood sex noise sound like? Uh, I... Get your money's worth, whore. <laughs> That's Clint Eastwood's. I have no idea. Uh, just scowling at himself he probably, in the mirror. I know. He, he, just, he just lays there smoking a cigar, making her do all the work. That yeah, seems like right. Like right. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Steve Buscemi having Fargo sex. <laughs> Peter Stormare is in the bed next. Every time he's like, Clint, I'm seriously sick and tired of having to do this every time you get laid. Anyway, so how uh, these three... Mexican standoff, right? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. So the, these three guys all decide to back down just from Clint Eastwood. Some, I mean, I know he's got the that scowl, but still three on one. If this guy's walking up like, oh, the three of you aren't going to collect that bounty, shoot him. It's three against one. Well, I mean, one. he did get the drop on him, so they all are pointing their guns at this guy, so they're going to have to turn. Yeah, I do like how he has his whatever. hand in his coat pocket, right? So it right. doesn't look like there's any way he's going to be able to draw, but it's a fake pocket, or he took the pocket out, so it's really just a hole through his jacket. So when they do try to spin on him, he just shoots them all. That's like... His uh, hand's inside the jacket. Yeah, it's like a nice misdirect. Yeah, no, it's like... like coveralls where you I can... I cut the pockets uh. out to jacket also. <laughs> Did you actually make that note? No, I oh. didn't. <laughs> you, were, you were looking at the piece of paper intently. No. I thought you were, I was like, well done. No, Nick's going to make a comment, and I will retort with this. <laughs> Our whole conversation is right. Yeah. <laughs> we really planned this out, listeners. But he shoots all three of them and just, just leaving ugly, ties him up and throws him over a horse and takes him into town. Shoves his cigar in his mouth. Just does put a cigar in. But, I mean, if you're being taken in, might as well give him a last smoke. Well, he shoves it in the wrong way. No, the lid end is out. No, the lid end I thought was inside. I don't think you want to shove a lit cigar into somebody's mouth. I don't know. It is clean this one, man. That's true. Maybe that's his kink. Tuco's um, kink. Huh? Kink. Tuco's kink? Tuco's, that sounds like a club. <laughs> um, so <laughs> He's throwing a big old fit because, you know, he's about to be taken to his death. Spits in Clint Eastwood's face. And... Uh, I don't know, maybe Clint's into that. But he slaps him, and it's a really fake slap. Like, he doesn't he doesn't have any follow-through. He, like, slaps him, and his hand stops right there. It's very much a stage slap. And uh, turns him in, gets the money, and leaves town, air quotes. There's a Will Smith joke in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> will Smith will show you how to follow through on a slap. That's He'll show sure. you just how to follow through. <laughs> I'm not... Entirely sure what I don't know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> there's. I feel like there's a innuendo there, but you you didn't follow through, so I don't. Know. <laughs> um, now Ugly's about to get hung from this tree in town, right? And the list of his crimes, I was starting to write them out, but it is long, extensive. <laughs> it's worse than when they see all the crimes listed out on Elwood when they run his fucking license. Like this fucking list, it it takes them a long time to rattle off everything he's wanted for. So Rise are about to hang him. Clint opens fire. He shoots the rope. Starts blowing the hats off of the town officials. Like, and was this the original shoot the rope? I'm sure it is. That is in so many movies. Yeah, that's a pretty common thing now. I would imagine this is the first time. So there was a there's a TV show called uh, Hollywood Weapons or something like that, where there was a a weapons expert, like former SEAL or something, and he would reenact movie and TV it's scenes like that utilize weapons. Huh? Like Mythbusters? Essentially, but just for weapons to see like if, if this is possible or there's one where and justified where Timothy Oliphant's in a tub and he has a body laying on top of him. 
sort of hiding until someone comes in and then he shoots through the body and hits the guy. So they tested it out, stuff like that, just to see if any of it's possible. And it turns out it is possible to shoot the rope, especially as the body's hanging on it, so it's taut. Yeah, so it's not flying around. I mean, it's not impossible. Some of the shots, though, like when he's doing like on the back of a horse and stuff, you're like, that's kind of crazy. There ain't no way. Yeah, but these these are possible. from a rest, but yeah, no. Blondie is keeping the haberdashers of the Old West in business. Oh, absolutely. Because he is freaking holes in everybody's hat. hat. He has a, I mean, for a guy who wears a hat, he really has a grudge against hats. (laughs) Fuck your hat. I'm the only guy with a hat. Maybe he's just jealous, like Patrick Bateman's jealous of everybody else's business cards. Like, fuck, that's a better hat. That's a better hat. (laughs) Maybe guy just, with an old hat. He's maybe like, shoot the guy and hat. take the hat. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and it's thousand dollars. Um, but yeah, so it turns out it's just a big scheme that he and Tuco do. It's also hilarious. This has got like some real, at this point, it's like a real family guy roadhouse moment because yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's shooting everybody's hats. And then like, instead of being like jumping on his horse and being like, yeah, horse, he shoots to make the horse go. He's like shooting everything. <laughs> <laughs> You could do a lot with six bullets. <laughs> um, so yeah, they ride off and cut to him in a in another oh in another noose. I wrote noose, but it corrected to noise. I was like, he's in another noise. Uh, no, so he's hanging in yet another noose because they just keep doing this in every town they come through, right? And uh, this time, uh, Angel Eyes Bad is there. And this guy with no legs comes hobbling up and gives him a bunch of information about uh, there are three guys. There was this ambush. Only three guys survived the ambush. One guy died. We never got his name. And then there was just Baker and Jackson. Well, we know Baker's dead now. So that just leaves Jackson, who we now know is Bill Carson. And he has one eye. It's important to know. He's going around with an eye patch. Uh, he reenlisted in the army. He's with his girl in Santa Ana. All right, cool. Got some information. Thanks. What do you call him? Half soldier or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Kind of fucked up thing. Thanks, half soldier. Yeah. So uh, they do the whole play again. Another round. Oh, he even makes a comment about some blonde haired angels looking over him. Oh, yeah. There's a lady lady like, they're just going to kill this guy. I think he's got a blonde haired angel looking over him and sees Clint Eastwood like raising the rifle, getting ready to take the shot. Like he knows it's about to happen. He just doesn't even give a fuck. He's got no. He doesn't know these guys from Adam. Doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, no no dog in the fight. Yeah. Exactly. So he just lets it all play out. And uh, another, he misses at first. Or he hits the rope, but it doesn't split. He has to do a second shot, which I'd imagine be even harder because now there's only half as much rope right there. I mean, I guess you can also get the rope in a different spot. Uh, That's true. Also, now Tuco's frigging shaking around on like a fish down there. (laughs) (laughs) So he does get him and they get out of town. And then he's understandably pissed. Like, I'm the one with the fucking rope around my neck, dude. You can't miss. And uh, what does he say? There are two two types of people. Well, those that hang and those that dig and or something. I don't know. He has some line. The, the, the two kinds of people thing uh, comes up quite a bit as they yeah. as they cat and mouse through this movie. Um, so this is where he decides our partnership is over. I'm keeping the money. You can keep the rope. And just fucking leaves his ass out in the desert. Tied up. Tied up. Still has the his hands tied behind him. And ha- part of a noose hanging off his neck, just what was it, seventy miles? A man like you could make that, and just rides off. Yeah. Seventy miles is a long way, man. It's on foot in the desert. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long fucking way. Just on foot, period. Yeah, yeah right. And I, I mean, mean, at this point, like, we can't even handle a flight of stairs. Apparently. I'm sure that, that Blondie's wanted for something. 
But well, it's sure Tuco is. is the one that's got the huge list. That's why the con is working because he's got they want three thousand dollars for him. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. They, they say it's up to three thousand now. Yeah, and to. he's like, well, I don't think you're ever going to be worth more than three thousand dollars. So I'm I'm done with you. Still three thousand dollars a pop. Like you could pull this off once a week or so. You're doing all right. Well, three thousand. There's got to be a lot of travel between towns. Yeah, that's and then what I'm also saying, like word a week. would get out. You would think, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, hey, watch this. There's gonna be another guy if you try to. Hang Eventually, this dude. people yeah. would people so would the, know. You, this movie's supposed to be like in the 18, 1860s, right? Correct. I have a calculator here to see how much money that would be. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Three thousand dollars, right? Yeah. I had a thought. I was gonna say something. Uh, cannot calculate too much money. Well, okay. <laughs> Seems like a cop out. It probably also part of it making this movie in the 1960s is that like, oh, if we say it's ten dollars, then no one's gonna believe. Yeah, no that. one's or gonna $500, give five hundred dollars. Yeah. No one's gonna care. Um, and you're gonna say something? Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, we'll move on. Maybe it'll come back to you. <laughs> so here's where we meet Maria. She gets thrown out of a wagon and then confronted by Bad, who just slaps the shit out of her. I mean, he's just slapping her all over this place trying to figure out where Carson is. Uh, and we had a bit of trivia yeah, a bit on of this. Trivia on, uh, Lee Van Cleef, what, he's like, I don't have many morals. Yeah, he's but, like, he's a man of principles. He says, I have two principles. I don't kick dogs, and I don't hit women in movies. In so, movies. So apparently Very in real life, it's okay. In movies, yeah, it is the 60s. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that every time there's, that's why it cuts to his face, but when it's her, it's, from behind because they're using a body double to actually swing a fist at Maria and hit Maria. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was just edited together. Cause uh, yeah, Lee Van Cleef didn't want to be on film striking a woman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have that shit documented. The man's got principles. I, I don't want to, I, I don't fuck with dogs and I don't want to be busted beating women <laughs> <laughs> on film. On yeah, film. exactly. So she says that give me some kids to hit. I don't give a shit about <laughs> kids. <laughs> I will shoot kids. I will shoot the fuck out of some kids. <laughs> So this calculator only goes to 1913, but in 1913, $3,000 today would be just under $86,000. So if you, it's a pretty good payday. <laughs> yeah, you do that. I mean, they have to be doing that at least once a month, considering travel time, and he has to get caught by somebody else so that Eastwood could then get him and take him in. It could be believable. They got to sell it a bit. I mean, you wouldn't think that. Like the people in town didn't know that Clint Eastwood killed those three people out there. Well, that's true. He could just they they could just ride into town. Yeah, just pretend a little bit out of town, jump on the horse, like hey, look what I got. Yeah, blah blah blah, shooting hats, get the fuck out of town, (laughs) shoot hats, fuck all your hats. (laughs) (laughs) Haberdasher's like, I'm about to have payday. I know these dudes. There's just a a haberdasher following (laughs) them around. (laughs) Traveling haberdasher. (laughs) I was gonna say the one in town's like, we just literally gave all the town's money to this guy. And then he yeah. shot us up and ran off. <laughs> Fuck. Now nobody can buy a hat. I've got an affordable hat repair. Yeah, yeah, just like a tire patch. <laughs> your hat up. Tie a piece of wood to your head. Keep the sun out of your eyes. <laughs> just, I'm just picturing all these people like a rotted plank of wood and a rope. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we find out Carson is with the 3rd Cavalry under General Sibley. And he left for Santa Fe. So we're hot on the trail of Carson here. Uh, now, Ugly does make it back into town and uh, goes straight to the gun shop. Like he does. I mean, well, oh, okay, he, 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 pits, he pits, pit stops at a horse trough and and waters himself a little bit. 
and then goes right to the gun shop, which the dude was about to close up. And I appreciate the shop owner entire brand new bottle of whiskey in hand as he goes to close. He doesn't like leave it on the counter. No, <laughs> he has to it carry him. it with, with him. him. Yes. He's closing up <laughs> shop. So of course, uh, old Tuco interrupts him and gets inside and is like, all right, I need revolvers. So he goes, Oh, I have the good ones over here in the glass top case. And he gets a bunch of them out. Tuco takes them all apart and kind of pieces together his own. Yeah. Revolver. So, I guess they're like Legos. All yeah, these apparently. I mean, but have so you seen did. John Wick 3? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It says, it says on the trivia we looked at, I looked it up, it says uh, that he didn't know anything about guns, so everything he did was unscripted. They just tell, told him, walk in there, do whatever you want. Uh, so all, the storekeeper's reactions the entire time were pretty genuine, is what it says. Well, the, store- the storekeeper probably didn't know anything about He's just like, mm? Mm-hmm. The storekeeper okay. looked like he was drunk and probably mentally deficient. <laughs> <laughs> the looks on this guy's face were just, Duh. Well, I do, I do like when he says, uh, Tuco goes in there, revolvers. And the storekeeper's like, revolvers? In the, in the, in like, kind of like, yeah, no shit, they're fucking revolvers, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because he has some out at first until yeah. he's like, oh, the good, one, the good ones are over here. Got it, got it, got it. But yeah, so he has like two Remingtons, and I guess I could see Remingtons being able to piece together. But other brands you would think wouldn't, you can't just take the drum out of this one and put it on the handle of this. And put it, I guess like, it just depends on how, I mean, because you get like, especially during wartime, you've got multiple gun makers making the same model of gun. That's fair. And I guess the capitalism hasn't run rampant enough where everybody has to have their own specific <laughs> yeah, well, they're probably all parts. working on the same. Well, the I same. mean, even like right now, like current day guns, you got like your ARs. You, most of your different brands of ARs can interswap. Inter- oh, yeah. Uh, you can take one apart and build, you know, or take oh. three apart and put the parts back together on different all guns. Right. So there we go. Pretty, but it's also those are started out with military guns. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they were they're, they're made to be. They're made to that be. way. You know, I got it. Okay. Education so, tab. Educational tab. There it is. Bing. Thank you. <laughs> so then he goes out back. There's a. Well, I mean, good good enough shooting range, I guess. Like three targets. So he shoots all three targets and spins them sideways. Yeah, they're, all, they're all native. Yeah. They're all natives. Like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like a, a native woman with a baby or something. <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus like, Christ. Goddamn. Uh, yeah, first three shots turn them all sideways, and then he shoots them in half that way, except the third one doesn't fall, and the guy's like, uh, well, two out of three. And then he like stomps on the boardwalk plank or whatever. Takes whiskey first. Takes whiskey and stomps down and then it falls in half. So he like, he hit it. It just didn't, yeah. Anyway, it's a, just a gag, really. Yeah. A little bit of fun here. Then go, we go back in and he gets more cartridges and at this point I'm like, hey, shopkeep, this dude has forced his way in while you were closing, manhandled all of your wares, has ripped that whiskey bottle out of your hands multiple times, has proven he's a hell of a shot and now is asking you for more bullets, maybe stop giving him ammo and be like, hey, buddy, let me see some money first or anything. He just keeps handing him bullets. So, of course, what happens next? Tuco fucking blows him away. This is because they weren't in Missouri. Well, steals his money steals first. His... Did he blow him away? Yeah, he kills him, doesn't no, he? No, he doesn't. No, oh, he just robs him. him. Oh, no, that's right. Him. He leaves. No, because he puts the sign in his mouth and walks. That's <laughs> right. That's right. He, he, he does just he rob does... him and and turns around and gives him the whiskey. The back. whiskey's That's right. like, he's like, nah, uh, here, you're going to need okay. this. Right, you're going to need this more that. than I do. And I'm, I've, I've been in a lot of gun stores and I know, I, and maybe it's different then, but I know when you walk into a gun store, everybody working there is packing. And if you give them a reason, because they're usually old white dudes that just want to shoot somebody, <laughs> trigger happy dudes. Then, then they will shoot you. 
Well, probably because they watched this movie and they're yeah. like, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. I hate that guy. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> he ain't going to go outside and shoot my Native American target practice. <laughs> Yeah, they still yeah, got no. the same targets out yeah. there. <laughs> a few other minorities, too. <laughs> a couple more. Uh, yeah, I even have a note just for Rob why I was saying he killed people. I Maybe mean, I should look at the notes I fucking took. So <laughs> now he's going after Clint, right? He, or he sees the horse, and he gets into town. He's like, I need the guy who rides this horse. He's a tall, blonde pig fucker. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's up in room four. Just follow the pig noises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to narrow it down <laughs> there's like three women in this town <laughs> so uh he is he's sitting there cleaning his gun and so tuco has three other guys with him right and they go up the stairs and they're like inching towards the door and uh which i don't know who those dudes were first i thought they were tuco's brothers or something like the way that uh, he went to their cave or yeah. whatever just hideout. guys he knew some of Apparently, his fellow yeah. banditos rich. Yeah, yeah. Just guess he knew their hideout or something yeah, so they try to sneak up on the door, but of course he hears them, so he has his gun ready. As soon as they open the door, he just blasts all three of them because they didn't. I mean, he heard their spurs, is what he said. Told the last guy, he's like, yeah. your spurs or whatever. Right, then there's another one. There's two kinds of spurs, or there's something about spurs. And so, no, they, that was the one where Tuco is in he's the window. window he's like, the two kinds of spurs, some through the door and some through the window. Yeah, some down the hall and some out the window or something like that. And so, but these guys are very or not very good at it. Like one guy's going to open the door, but you open it and stand at the side. Like you don't, you're coming after a guy. Hopefully two will give him some kind of heads up. But you don't imagine you're just going to, all three of you stand right there in the doorway. Yeah. It seems like I, I can understand wanting to get the drop on him, like jump in and shoot him before he has a chance. But yeah, the other two dudes probably shouldn't be standing right behind him. Yeah. Like, let's see how he does go from there. Well, hide <laughs> in the, like, yeah, no, they all just stand there. It's like fucking three pin bowling. Just blam, blam, bam. And uh, then, yeah, Tuco comes in the window behind him, uh, gets a gets a drop on him. So now he's going to make him hang himself from the ceiling rafter. He's going to pull a Brooks from Shawshank. Yeah. And right here, fate intervenes, and a fucking cannonball comes flying through the window and tears yeah. the room this in half. Isn't the, this isn't the f- last time that a, a mortar or a cannon <laughs> is going to save these dudes. Yeah, <laughs> like- yeah. Deus Ex Machina was the way that Greeks would end plays if they couldn't figure out how to get out of something. It's called the God Machine. Like, oh, the gods come in and just save it. So here we have Deus Ex Cannonball multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> I've dropped yeah. a couple Deus Ex Machinas. <laughs> <laughs> I've dropped a couple Deus Ex Cannonball. <laughs> this is going to save Clint. <laughs> um, yeah, so... The whole room falls apart. Uh, Ugly falls through the floor, back down to the first floor, and looks up, and the noose is just hanging there empty, and Clint Eastwood got away, right? Tracks him again, and here's the part that's straight out of the Gunslinger book, because he's going across the desert and keeps finding the remnants of his fires, his little fire pits he makes, and his hand-rolled smokes. Yeah, down to the butt end. He he leaves him a little bit. You can get a few tokes as you're following me across the desert. But that's like the majority of the Gunslinger book is him trailing a guy across the desert and keeps finding his little fire pits. So, directly lifted from this. Probably also how you track people. Probably. (laughs) probably. I mean, there's still probably a good amount of, like, at any point during the day, you could have veered off and missed him. Right? I guess, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a tracker. I'm so. not either, especially not a desert tracker. Yeah. It seems like it would be harder. More like a geo tracker. <laughs> nope. Nobody remember this is a geo yep. tracker. Oh, <laughs> those things that they just like hid in 
like no uh, those Easter eggs. Oh shit! I thought you meant like actual geo. Like, there's no. geo geo no. things. Yeah, no, I'm not. I found one accidentally. It was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the old vehicle. Yeah, yeah never mind. Yeah, completely Jeep missed that one. Yeah, like a mini Jeep or something. I don't know what yeah, the point yeah, of that was. was. Yeah, I don't know. If you want to off-road on a golf course, maybe. I'm not sure what that <laughs> really could have handled. <laughs> um, so now he's about to, he's pulling the same scheme with someone else, this guy named Shorty, and he's laying there with his rifle about to pull the trigger when the gun gets in his face. And of course, they're still reading the crimes and hang the guy. And he's like, well, sorry, Shorty. <laughs> wasn't able to shoot the rope and save him. A, like, learn a new trick, Blondie. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but hey, he already got paid. He already got the fucking ransom. Or well, the yeah, bounty. I mean, yeah, I he mean, did, I guess. Fuck it. Should, I guess I have to find yet another criminal. done the same thing with Tuco. Yeah, saved him yeah. a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Go just let it go. Or like that one where he missed. Yeah. Well, oh, well. Oh, moving tried. on. Well, yeah. Sorry, dude. No, there's I, one thing this... this movie should teach you it's that when you have a chance to shoot somebody shoot them, shoot them. yes <laughs> absolutely which is even brought up in this movie yeah no like when he lets tuco go he's like oh 70 miles he's like just shoot him if you're done with yeah. him just shoot him because now it's gonna be a whole lot more headache for you oh it's gonna be terrible why would you do this this is how you create villains man yeah this is how the joker started yeah i saw that movie no so <laughs> the western batman the western batman <laughs> i mean they've done everything else have they have a western batman uh, not to my knowing, but probably somewhere in a throughout book the comics. I mean, yeah. he's he's been a samurai. He's fought the Ninja Turtles. He's done well, it's all like sorts Wolverine of stuff. has done he's all that stuff. Yeah. Also, Wolverine's very yeah. old. Yeah, there's a Batman versus Ninja. Yeah, Wolverine. I remember seeing. I I was in L.A. My brother was visiting, and we all went to get brunch at some place. And there was like a sidewalk comic book vendor. Just had all these comic books sitting out and I picked one up and it was Wolverine fighting a Tyrannosaurus Rex and I was like I am way out of touch and just put that back well, like, I, I have mean, not there's... kept up with these comics at all I, I can't remember there, there is a world in the Marvel comics that has dinosaurs oh, okay. in it like that you can go to and there's some heroes from that area too so I don't I, I remember that from my youth but I know that yeah. there is a place where dinosaurs, dinosaurs are still okay around. I just was like I have no idea what's going on in the comic book world anymore <laughs> just putting that back and I'm going to go get some biscuits and gravy now because that's what I always eat for brunch so um, now he's like, we're going to go on a walk. So here's great because Tuco has a horse, his water jug. He's got even got a nice little parasol. He is ready to be out in the desert. And Clint Eastwood's trying to drink from his and he shoots the fucking canteen out of his hand and then shoots it a few more times while it's on the ground. Just really fucks it up. Make sure he has no water. And yeah. He's like, I, it's only 100 miles. A nice, young, strong man like, yeah, that's no problem. No, let's fucking walk. But he goes with him instead of just leaving him to do the walk on himself like like Clinton did to Tuco earlier. He's like riding on the horse next to him, Why watching him, watching him? him suffer and die. I just watch him suffer, I guess. I don't know. Like I said, Make he could sure. just shot him. Yeah. yeah. Why would you just shoot him? Also kind of weird in this movie, like Tuco does not use a uh, holster. He keeps the gun like... Around his a neck. Wrap, yeah, by a... By yeah, because the, the, the little the, hook thing. Like a piece handle of gets has around a, his neck. It's like an eye hook or the little yeah. eye hole on the end of the handle. Which there are some old guns that have those. But yeah, he de- and then if anything, he just puts it in his pocket. Yeah, but he's never. It's never in a holster. It's hanging from his hey, neck. Hey, man. However you learn is how you learn. Yeah. I guess he he's definitely not a slouch at handling guns. So I guess if that's his thing, as we learned in the uh, gun scene, the yeah. gun shop scene, the gun shop scene. Well, as we learned in the first the first couple oh, seconds yeah. of the movie where he <laughs> killed three dudes and with a turkey leg in his hand. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Completely overlooked that one. Oh God! Why did I just think of that old Abraham Lincoln rhyme? It was a fine old man jumped out the window with his dick in his hand, but now it's be. Tuco's a fine old man jumped out the window 
turkey leg in his hand. <laughs> turkey leg? <laughs> never heard that. Never heard okay. that. It, it's it's an old nursery rhyme. I learned it in kindergarten. So <laughs> he's uh, just ready. To, he just decides he's going to walk Clint to death. That's that's his plan here. Instead of, yeah, shooting him and moving on. Yeah. Or the horse just, is like, this is a fucking bullshit, dude. What did I do to have to walk yeah, through this goddamn death? Right. And also, like, what, if you want to, he just really wants to watch him suffer for days and slowly die, I guess. That's the only thing. And that, where does he get so much water? Very like, because he's got he's got water his horse. Like, yeah. what you know, they're towards the end of this desert scene. He's got a whole freaking tub of water that he's washing his feet in. I'm assuming that's, that's true, what yeah. the horse is drinking out of. But I don't see him traveling with a water barrel. Yeah. So that's true. I don't know where I. Yeah, I'm not really sure. He's just a real. Big I feel like if I'm Clint Eastwood, at some point I'm just going to make my stand because it's like I'm. I'm either going to be miserable and die, or I'll just get shot. I'd rather just right. Shot. I'd rather you just yeah. shoot because he gets fucked up. Like. The makeup department is pretty heavy. It's like a bad Bondo job on Clint Eastwood's face by oh. the end of this desert he kinda scene. Looked like yeah. the, he kind of looked like he does now. <laughs> <laughs> I see you look like the exorcist. <laughs> yeah, a bit like the exorcist. Well, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he collapses and uh, Ugly's finally like, all right, I guess he's had enough. I'm going to put him out of his misery now that he's laying there like a broken husk of a man. And right then a, a horse-drawn carriage comes rolling up and he stops it. And there's nobody driving it. And he opens the back and it's just full of dead bodies. So, of course, being the criminal at heart that he is, he jumps in and starts pickpockets and taking watches and wallets and everything he can find off the end. Well, why, why wouldn't would, you? I mean, I'm probably going to do the same thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I'm probably checking for water things. So the necessities, right? Right. And one of which has an eye patch, which he doesn't know anything about. But as a viewer, you're like, aha, oh, that's, that must be our guy. <laughs> cool pirate. Yeah, he's really out of place. There's not water anywhere near here. (laughs) (laughs) Land pirates. (laughs) That's probably why he died. I I believe they're just just called criminals. Um, so eye patch guy does wake up. He's alive. He was just passed out. He's like two hundred thousand dollars of gold is yours. Just give me water. He's like whoa, 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 whoa. Hey man, let's not gloss over this. Yeah, back back it up, back it up. Would you say yeah, I feel you... like if I was that guy, I'd be like, I'm not saying anything else until you give me some fucking water. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is what kill me because I'm going to die anyway. So yeah. either put me out of my misery, give me some water, and I'll keep And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you about this money. Yeah. Um, so this is obviously Bill Carson, and he says he's hid it in a cemetery on Sad Hill. But I can't tell you any more than that. I need water. He's like, dude, there's like 5,000 fucking gravestones there. What do you, which one I need to know? He's like, give me some fucking water then, bitch. Yeah. And so he goes to get the water and he comes back. And when he comes back, he's all pissed off because there's Clint Eastwood laying there next to the carriage. He's like, no, God damn it. And he runs up there and now Bill Carson's dead. And, <laughs> and it's, I guess, did Bill Carson know? He's like, okay, I'm about to die. I'll tell this other dude that's also about yeah, to die. Yes. I, <laughs> I guess maybe you'll get some water out of it. I was like, this is going to be really funny. It's going to put you guys all in a pickle. God, could you imagine being that thirsty and I'm handing you whiskey? Like. <laughs> Like you just want to chug a bunch, but it would just kill you. (laughs) Well, then you wouldn't be thirsty anymore. I guess I don't know. Better than nothing, I guess. So uh, Clint Eastwood's like, well, he gave me the name of the grave and now he's dead. I guess you got to keep me alive now, huh? So nice little insurance policy. So now he obviously they utilize the carriage like you definitely would. uh, Gets him to a monastery where his brother works. 
And uh, I like they get him in a room and they're going to take care of him. And he's like standing there in front of this painting pretending to pray. He can't even do the sign of the cross on himself, right? <laughs> he does it through the whole movie. He does. <laughs> does he's like, terrible. He's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah he just, just back and forth with his fingers. <laughs> and uh, then pulls a whiskey bottle out of his pocket and chugs that. I'm like, you... Oh, Tuco. It's cap. It's Catholicism. That's all oh, yeah. right. That's, that's, <laughs> how you, that's how you're supposed to do yeah, it. He blessed it. That is now the, the blood of Christ. Right. I, that's true. That's true. So, of course, once Just the, like this. Yeah. He <laughs> just blessed his I Miller just blessed light my can. Miller Lite. <laughs> Drinking the blood of Christ. That must have been wasted 24-7. So... Of course, after the fathers leave, he goes in and tries to sweet talk him, right? He's like, oh, man, I'm so glad, my friend. Hey, my friend, you're going to survive. My friend just keeps calling him my friend. We're old pals. We go way back. I'm so glad you're alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope you don't remember that I literally tried to walk you to death. I like when he does like this little, like, oh, I'm crying, but he's like doing that little kid oh, peeking yeah, through his fingers. Oh, finger. <laughs> yeah, peeking through his fingers. I'm not even really trying here. So, <laughs> really selling it. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work. I mean, Clint Eastwood's not, he just got there. You know, he's still fucking on on death's door uh so then this one this guy's like hey your brother's here so he goes to talk to his brother um pablo pablo who's a father like the head of this monastery they're at right whatever right whatever he is head head he's head father uh brother uh, father or something the the, yeah i don't know i guess it just depends and so uh and he's trying to, he, again, he's trying to pretend that he's not a huge POS, but his brother's like, dude, I've, I've known you your entire life. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, how are our parents? Oh, now you care about our parents? Well, they're both dead. You didn't even know that because you're a piece of shit. Oh. Well, you like, I got the internet, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, he's like, outside of evil, what else have you done yeah. with your well, life? You couldn't call me on the phone? No, those don't exist either. I don't get service out here in the desert. I feel like not knowing your parents died, especially if you live like a nomadic lifestyle or travel around back then, isn't something like out of the ordinary. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, they know where to send the fucking Pony Express. Yeah. They might even be dead at that point. I mean, it's the 18, 1860s. By the time you reach 30, they, your parents might be dead. That's true. I don't know. How, how old did people live back then? I don't know. Use your fucking calculator. <laughs> it's only for money <laughs> it doesn't go that far <laughs> oh that's true it doesn't go that far so yeah they go off and he's like well you fucking left to go study your Christ shit and I had to stay behind and deal with fucking dad you didn't have to do that but look growing up like we did you either go to religion or you go to fucking criminal so you went one way I went the other dude why don't you get up off of my balls yeah. about it these two things are the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. At least I'm honest about it. <laughs> At least I'm taking money from people that have money, you asshole. <laughs> That's true. That's a mission. Um, so, yeah, they argue. And then and the priest is the one to fucking throw the first blow. He fucking punches Tuco in the face. And then they start, like, wrestling around. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, you just made <laughs> the head of a monastery fucking... I'm punching at you. Right. Yeah. It's not like the church has ever had a problem going to violence. <laughs> uh, no, okay, familiar right. with the Crusades. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that mission was put up through violence. So That's fair. That's fair. Um, Clint is peeking through and sees it. You know, he's like, oh, he, he'd caught on to. He's doing the old eyeball through the fingers thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so then they leave and um, Tuco's just talking about, oh, yeah, my brother loves me. And he just uh, come on by anytime. You need help with anything, brother. Yeah, we get along so well. Everything's everything's just hunky fucking dory. Um, and Clint knows he's lying, but he chooses not to say anything because he doesn't want to embarrass the guy. He kind of smiles, takes pity on him. It's like they're bonding a little bit here. 
Yeah, it's like Tuco is is a sympathetic. Like you can you can sympathize with the guy, but yeah, I mean every chance he has to do the shitty thing, he does. He will the do the shitty thing, thing. <laughs> absolutely. But it's not like our hero is. Yeah, no, good there's no in, good in guys. Anyway, he's, he's not. He's not a good guy either. for being called the good. He is not. No. So I do love how this happens during the Civil War. It's just every once in a while someone talks about it a bit, mm-hmm. but the Civil War is just a backdrop for basically just a big old. Uh, cannonball run type movie is what we're doing here just a race across the country to get money with a bunch much, of follies yeah. happen along the way <laughs> oh oh and there's a war going on or something got it yeah. okay yeah yeah when actually the american civil war came up i was like oh shit okay yeah that's a All weird right. thing to throw in here that's, All a, right. that's an odd color <laughs> it's just a random thing here and well not so random at the end of the movie but yeah during it, it's like they when they're in that town where clint was upstairs in room number four there were some guys talking about the confederacy like, yeah, or something like you overhear conversations as the camera pans around but it's just like it's just kind of a character almost in the background yeah so it's just an explanation for the random cannonball that bails yeah out, yeah, you know? yeah much. and it's like when they come out of there it's not like there's a battle going on either it's just like one dude that was pushing the cannons like sorry about that my bad everybody like, they've got a hair fuse <laughs> yeah, i swear Jesus. <laughs> i think uh, it was it was uh, you gotta the... aim it the other way oh sorry <laughs> that's our buildings dude i told you not to transport that thing loaded what the fuck <laughs> that's, that's my bad <laughs> actually during the civil war a lot of people died because they wouldn't march with their rifles they would load them into a wagon so like between battles they'd all be in a wagon and they wouldn't unload them and then when they're pulling them out and shit they like the barrels would be out and they'd be pulling them and they'd catch <laughs> wow. and they'd shoot the trigger and the person pulling out would basically shoot themselves like there was a lot of people that died that way that just seems like a stupid idea you know <laughs> guitar stand technology had not been invented yet but surely someone could have thought like what if we put these upright yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know or, or probably can store as many i don't know don't, don't load it yet yeah or unload it between but well, then you know we well, gotta you gotta take such load. a long to, yeah. time to load they I mean, probably wanted to be able to pull them off and have them ready but i don't know yeah or well, at least they, don't stand in front of it while you're pulling yeah them right oh. pull stand to the side of it and yeah yeah no i there are a whole lot of ways to go about this. We had to lose 300 soldiers before we figured that out. <laughs> I think this uh, guns were fairly new thing, uh, thing right? In nah. 1860s? 1800s? I don't think so. I mean, they're still... Most of the rifles that they were using then were still uh, ball powder rifles, you know? So yeah. It's yeah, that, like that you had to pack. Yeah, relatively new, I'd say. So they didn't know. There's no gun safety. <laughs> no. I mean, it's not like the blunderbusses of... But I don't know. I don't know. I have to look it up. Yeah, Google it. And mm, guns aren't being it. Guns aren't that interesting to me. <laughs> okay, all right. So now they get, they do get stopped by some soldiers, and they think they're gray coats, you know, so they're Confederate guys. And he's like, "Oh yeah, God bless Lord or General Lee, and fuck General, what's his name, Grant. Grant, yeah, fuck that guy. Ha 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 ha. Oh, but it's actually just a bunch of dust on them, and they're blue coats, so they're Yankees, right?" And they get taken prisoner. Now, they get taken into like a an army prison camp thing. And uh, we got, I, I just have them as Colonel Roll Call because this guy just yelling out names of all the people they brought in. And he yells out Bill Carson, which suddenly gets Angel Eye's attention. For some reason, he's there. Did I miss something? How did he infiltrate? This army base. He's and, a captain and too. And po- posing as a sergeant. Sergeant. Yeah. But it's it, kind of weird. Like I don't. He like, was just there with rank. 
somehow like what, yeah waiting for what, the other dude to die so he can take over or whatever. yeah Which i'm assuming he just worked his way in weaseled his way in for the money that he'd heard about or whatever yeah you know, so because that was yeah i don't know how he knew that bill carson would end up there which is Tuco posing as bill carson he even took the eye patch for some fucking reason i guess we could fake being injured and use that to his advantage yeah, somehow i don't know just, you know, just in case it never hurts to pretend you're a wounded guy. so he could have the paperwork. Maybe he could pass as the guy if he ran into people. Yeah. Because uh, he did take stuff that had Bill Carson's name on it. That's right. So, anyways, the guy calls off the names. Right. He looked like a Bill Carson. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> looks like his name would be Bill <laughs> I Carson. I imagine that, uh, yeah, that uh, Confederacy was like, yeah, no, Hispanics are cool. Whatever. <laughs> come on in. Yeah. Everyone yeah, looks come on in, Bill That's not the Carson. one we're fighting about right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, when he hears the name, he's like, "Okay, okay, well, let's uh, let's call that guy in here." You know, we want to we want to talk to this dude. So I don't know. Again, I don't know how he's there suddenly, um, as a soldier and and all that. But this guy's beating up Tuco because you know he called out Bill Carson and he didn't respond right away. He's like, "Fuck you! You're supposed to say present when I call your name." And he's punching him. So he stops him from doing that. Now, the commandant is sick he's gangrenous you know he's got a wound that's going to kill him and he's talking to angel eyes he's like man you're not beating soldiers while we're here uh i don't care that they do that to our men we're going to be better as long as i'm commandant that shit ain't happening here he's like huh? as long as you're commandant huh <laughs> okay i can end that real fucking cool <laughs> um so then he tells he has his own gang also there on base like how is any of this happening He's like, all right, guys, just lay low. We fucking ride at dawn or whatever. And this guy runs back to, he's got like a, a group of six or seven guys just sitting around. All right, guys, just lay low. He's got to pretend to be an army guy just a little bit longer. Like, how the fuck did all these guys get into it? Ah, man, I don't know. Unless the, he, like, he ambushed and killed like some captain that was on his way there and took all of his information. <laughs> yeah, I have <laughs> absolutely really... no. I was like, did I miss something? Because I had to watch this in quite a few shifts. So I don't know if there was something I missed. But no, that's, that's about it. When he comes back, that's just. It's just there. Yeah. And we just glossed over that. Um, so he's sitting there and, uh, has roll call guy, bring him Carson offers him food. I do like the detail where he's about to eat and he's like, Ooh, probably not. So angel eyes like takes a scoop out of his bowl and eats it to show that it's not poisoned. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty, pretty cool little detail there. Um, they're both talking again and here <laughs> they're both talking about like, Oh yeah, Bill's been a long time. Oh, sure has Sergeant Dick face or whatever. Like they both pretending that they are who they say they are and like they've known each other forever <laughs> until I finally just like, he even calls him Tuco. So he calls him by name and knows who he is. And uh, I know you're not Bill Carson, but do you know what Bill Carson knew? He's like, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't, oh, okay. So at this point, I don't know why Tuco didn't just tell him, hey man, I saw a carriage with a bunch of Confederate, uh, dead Confederate soldiers. I put on their uniform and I took their carriage. Yeah, like I've been it, you know. I was fucking in the middle of the desert when this fucking thing came up. Of course, I'm going to seize the opportunity, but I don't. I don't fucking know who Bill Carson is. And at that know. point, they'd probably shoot him for being a thief and then take all the stuff that he had. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't. There's probably not a win situation for no, him. No, not really. But he uh, also looked up. So according to this thing, in 1610, artist, gunsmith, and inventor Marine Le Bourgeois develops the flintlock for King Louis the. Ninth so of been like France, two hundred and fifty years. But the grooved gun barrel is considered by many to have been invented as early as fourteen forty. So guns are older. They've than been we think. around for a while. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Well, but obviously there is not there. It is it, it is advanced. 
<laughs> yeah, it definitely has yeah. advanced. I did, I did see that it, it had the most advanced advances in the 19th and 20th century. Of course. Or was it 18th? It was 19th. More people? More people to kill? More people to kill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as the uh, Industrial Revolution, et cetera, et cetera. Advancements that's that's it, my whole explanation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a lot of ins, there's a lot of nap. A lot of ins, outs, a lot of what have you. A lot of what have you. Import, export. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something, something about the spice trade and... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so... <laughs> um, so he has roll call guys start beating the shit out of him, right? And it's like they're like choking each other out and he finally starts digging his thumbs into his eyes and... I don't it's like, okay, 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 okay. I mean, they beat him pretty bad. And he says, all I know is it's a fucking grave in Sad, Sad Hill Cemetery. So, well, which grave? I don't know. Blondie knows. The guy with me, he knows the name. That's I why just he's know with the, me. The cemetery. And at that point, like, okay, you have no more information. Again, fucking shoot the guy. Yeah. Like, just yeah, do it. Done. Trouble over. Uh, pretend somebody paid you and finish the job as you go. So there's these guys playing the music outside. Here's another note. We got uh, some Confederate soldiers sitting there, very obviously not playing any of the instruments in the song that are supposed to be playing. Like the the foley art in this movie leaves a lot to be desired. Um, There's a dude that that shouts at them too. More cheer, more feeling. Oh, I have yeah, that note. He says more feeling. I'm like, oh, that's been the problem all this time. If I would have just thought to, thought at one point in my musical career to play with more feeling, things could have been better for me. Um, so, yeah, he says you got to get Blondie. So now, roll call guy take handcuffs himself to Tuco, and they get on a train, and they're riding off. Instead of just right. fucking killing him. He said him something to the roll call guy, too. He's like, I like big fat men like, like you. Yeah. When they, when they fall, they make more noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they don't get back up. Yeah. Uh, pretty good line, considering he just beats the shit out of you. Man, he's, yeah. a, he's a scrappy dude. He doesn't he back is. down. Tuco is uh, he's a resourceful ball of luck that this guy movie is. is about resilience it Let me sure is he's like a human possum like an <laughs> <laughs> attitude and appearance yeah. No. Yeah, pretty it's much. weird i wonder why i had that tail it was fucking weird. <laughs> no so now they call in blondie and uh, he's like oh he sees i do like he sees blood on the floor he's like oh you're not gonna give me the same treatment he's like hey, you won't talk <laughs> it's not that you i think you're tougher i just think you're smarter than him and he even frankly. tells him like would you he's like no nah. Like, yeah, I figured you were you were too smart for that. Well, like, why would you give up what you know? Or yeah. You're just going to get shot. <laughs> exactly. Or should, but apparently they Or a handcuffed that. roll call guy and thrown on a train yeah. or whatever. Well, there's only one roll call guy, so who are you going to handcuff me to next? Fucking. Well, he's got two hands. <laughs> well, he's already on the train. He's already gone. <laughs> so you guess you're going to handcuff me to band leader guy out there. I don't know. <laughs> more feeling. Handcuff me with more feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Or I'm the stranger, so I don't have... There's no feeling. No, man. No, no that's bad. I tried. It was terrible. So now their arms are cuffed together. So at one point, Tuco like, wrestles with them, and then he jumps off the train taking roll call guy with him, right? And kind of kills him in the fall somehow. Because they hit the ground yeah, they and come, roll. they come down, and they hit the ground pretty hard, and there's a bunch of rocks. But then, yeah, once they yeah. stop, he grabs his head and bangs it against the rock yeah. again. Bashing and then he's like, I told you you wouldn't get back up. Uh-huh. And then he's like, oh, fuck, now I can't... Like, does this guy not have a key? Because he's, like, trying to break the chains with a rock. He didn't think that far. 
Like I'm sure that I on this guy's the body, guy had a key in the pocket. Have, yeah, search. You've already. You, Which he was. I thought earlier on the train he was reaching for something. I, I thought, thought it was maybe his gun. it was the key or something. Yeah, maybe it was, it was the, the gun. gun. Yeah. But what are you gonna? You're not gonna shoot everybody on that thing. Well, yeah. you got to get him off. What always amuses me. Well, you got to get him off when this happens. That's why he was <laughs> reaching for the gun. <laughs> yeah, maybe if he'd have done that, he would have just uncuffed him. Yeah, right. So but yeah, no. When it always cracks me up, like in movies, where when you're like, "Oh, I'm handcuffed to the," because it happens a lot. It seems like dudes are chained together, oh, yeah, one of yeah, them dead, or whatever, and it's like you're trying to cut through the chain. It's like, dude, it's easier to cut through a hand. Yeah, grab those two rocks or whatever, and then bang them together until his hand falls apart. Give crush the hand and take take the cuff off of him. Worry yeah. about it. Also, the guy who put the cuffs on you and is supposed to police escort you around, I bet has a fucking key somewhere. <laughs> yeah, search his pockets, loot him. Yeah, yeah you're no. already looting bodies. That's your thing. Yeah. No. This, then this is where you stop? <laughs> <laughs> so instead... That's where he draws the line. He hauls dead weight that's easily twice his size back up the hill to the railroad tracks and lays it in the middle of the tracks, the chain across the rail, and lays off to the side. The train comes whipping around. It works, of course. This could have gone terribly wrong. I know. This is. It just flattened it and turned it into a souvenir penny. Yeah. <laughs> or dragged him a little bit, I, too. I know. I'm surprised it didn't drag, because all of a sudden, that body was gone. Oh, man. That was... The body that went under the train. That, that it, was, he gone. Yeah, that was gruesome. Yeah. Yeah, if it just smashed the chain and didn't break it, and then it drugged just him under with too, the Just drugged him. That would have been bad. It was a risky maneuver, but it, it worked. And then he's even able to get up and jump onto the back of the train and hitch a ride. Oh, yeah. Quick recovery. Yeah. Again, he's he is a resilient little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Scrappy little dude. So all three end up, not, not together, obviously. They don't show up together. But they're all three back in this town in the midst of a war. There's like a full-on battle going on. And they have, these, these soldiers have a guy up against a post. And we get a uh, firing squad execution as we come into town. And it's funny because Angel Eyes is leading... Clint Eastwood through, and they walk right by this fucking firing squad. Don't even care. There's like, oh, sorry, pardon. Yeah, the dude that says I'm a thief. They make him haul his own freaking pine box over, and then yeah, they, they shoot they him do. and throw him in. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't exactly a cross, but it was. Uh, <laughs> he was. It yeah. was. It was. Yeah. Cannibals are flying around, buildings blowing up, soldiers marching, just a full on thing, and we're just like, uh, just just hanging out. I guess where's a guy? Uh, where's a guy get a hotel room around here? You know. Uh, but one of the guys from the beginning is back, and uh, Tuco breaks into this blown-up building and finds an intact bathtub. And he, I love it. He takes the time to like get some bath salts and sprinkle all the stuff. Yeah, he's, he's drawn a bar- lot of bubbles in there. Which yeah, it's thank, like the water thankfully. was running <laughs> because like that means he had to put the soap in and then like stir it up real hard to get that man whip that many bubbles. Yeah, yeah. how do you heat up the water? Yeah, <laughs> also, but he ends up with a really nice. But he took some. He put some oh, fucking time into himself, this dude. This, yeah. tu- this tub here. A Sarah McLaughlin plan? Oh, probably. And he got some candles going. <laughs> yeah. What's that? No, that's the, that's the set. Well, that's what one. you do with dogs other, are dying. She did other songs. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't know. That's pretty. Probably. Yeah. Think yeah, about that, that fat one. guy. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so fat anymore. Um. So yeah, the guy from the beginning of the movie, the one that was trying to fire at him as he rode off, is like, "Oh, I bet you thought you killed me in the opening scene, but you didn't. I'm back in the movie now." And so, just chitty chatting, and Tuco has a pistol un- in the tub because he's it's always- around his neck still uh yeah, yeah but under the water so he shoots the guy from from the tub like un- in the water he doesn't even pull his gun out and then yells when you have a chance to shoot somebody shoot don't talk <laughs> and this and was like, unscripted take your own motherfucking yeah. advice yeah. to go just once everybody in this when movie you gotta shoot, shoot yes. don't talk and it yeah. was 
You guys need me to bless your beer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, there are, the, with, with the advances of ammunition that keeps the powder dry when it's underwater, but I don't think, I would not trust a revolver one. Yeah. Underwater, to no. be shooting out like that. No. Plus, I mean, why are you going to take a bath with your, I mean, I can understand why he has it nearby, but what are you going to put it in the water for? Now you got to take it all apart, clean it, oil it up. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But well, I imagine that's why I stopped taking grimy. my baths with a, with with a pistol. With a pistol. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's well, why. Mine's not removable, so. Okay. Talking about his penis. <laughs> I figured. I was like, is that a six-shooter revolver? That's pretty weird. <laughs> it's like the movie that... Do you, have the little, do you have the little eye hole on the bottom of it? It's the... Oh, Derringer. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's that vampire movie called? Oh, Dust Till Dawn with the cock gun. The cock gun. That yeah. gun makes no sense at all. No. It also came back <laughs> in no Desperado. That, Those bullets... They, they can't get into the... Ch- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, the, the, the cylinder has to be it's set in the barrel. Uh, he's shooting blanks. That's what he... You know? No. It worked in Dust Till Dawn. But yeah. I don't think <laughs> it... Have. It wasn't ever fired in Desperado. It was just in the guitar case. Oh, that's right. It was in Desperado, huh? Yeah, same prop. Anyway. Yeah, it was in uh, Spy Kids also. No, the it was gun? Jesus. That's <laughs> fucked up, dude. I, I definitely <laughs> that I was thinking he put it in every one of his movies. It might, yeah. It's like Sam Raimi in his car. <laughs> it's the Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then here's... Oh, man, speaking of Sam Raimi, I saw that uh, Bruce uh, Campbell, apparently he's in the new... Doctor Strange movie that's what? coming out. He posted a picture Seriously? of himself like they have him dressed up like Doctor oh, Strange, like he's one of the multiverse that's right. Doctor no Strange. Well, yeah. yeah. God damn it, I, I didn't want to see that at all, but now I do. <laughs> Sorry, I just all never right. gave Bruce a... Campbell is not in this movie. <laughs> he should be. He should be. He damn well should be. God damn it! Imagine him as he would be a good, good, the good, the bad. That's the what ugly. I was just thinking. The, the Bruce. Oh. Yeah. The so uh, here's another person at the door, and he's like, "Oh God, just a minute, give me a minute, let me get dressed." And he gets out naked, we get a little bit of butt shot, slight butt shot as he climbs out of the tub. 1860s butt. 1860s butt. A little bit of that Eli Wallach. I tell you what, he ain't got no linen crack. Yeah, it's not that big. It's not that long. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> anyway, he gets up to the door. Naked still, and he has his gun drawn because he's just he's just going to open it and fire whoever happens to be there. But then Clinius was behind him because they like to sneak up behind each other. And this is where we get our opening line of the episode of "Put your drawers on and take your guns off." <laughs> yeah, that, that meant it that way. Yep. <laughs> um, and I think there's probably another two kinds of people or two kinds of something here. That that's probably like, like the, that the common lot, yeah. theme. Yeah. So they decide they're going to get the band back together. You know, they're working. They're a, yeah, they're on a mission from God. They're on a mission from God, getting the band back together. And he's like, all right, so we're going to take out Angel Eyes, but he's got like five dudes with him out there. So uh, we're going to have to be real careful about this. And uh, I thought I had a five guys joke. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, but I apparently don't. It makes me think when we did that comedy show with my brother and that one woman was talking about how food makes her feel orgasmic. Oh, yeah. Like she's having sex. And the other night I was eating a cheeseburger and my roommate asked if I had a guy in there and I didn't have the heart to tell her it was five guys. <laughs> yep. Best joke of the night, I think. At least the one I remember. We'll see. But uh, so they, we get a good shootout on the street. It's the two of them walking down the street and all of a sudden the entirety of the war that was happening in the middle of this town when they came in like 10 minutes ago, all gone. 
Yeah. The firing squad, the cannons, the explosions. Just moving through. Just, just gone like tumbleweeds yeah, out it's there like now. I said it's, it's just a background thing i think to explain yeah. some stuff or whatever and then it moves on until until, until soon, but, yeah. yeah but uh so they come along and you know this guy one guy pops up and two go shoots him this guy pops up clint eastwood shoots him there are two guys coming out a random cannonball comes out of nowhere yeah. and takes those two guys the two out. had the drop on him it looked like he was there it was all done yeah. for and then cannonball, cannonball out of nowhere cannonball but there's, jesus shows there's up. no war going up at <laughs> cannonball jesus deus ex fucking <laughs> confederacy um and uh, so then we finally get to the, the headquarters. We think we're going to take out the bad. And there's just a note. And Tuco picks it up to read it. This was a fucking funny gag, I thought. He's like, all right, so long. It, 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 and Clint Eastwood rips away from him. Idiots. It's for you. It's for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't read the word idiots. <laughs> Which I think is the inspiration for the Dumb and Dumber gag. When he couldn't read. Oh, he's reading. And then you could. The to her. To, ah, <laughs> uh, damn it! So <laughs> every time I see a piece of of a suitcase or or, or luggage that says Samsonite, I always say Samsonite. Samsonite. I was way <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. So um, they get captured again. Uh, another Union camp. Again. Again. But this time is what we were talking about earlier, where the captain was fucking drunk off his ass. Oh, that dude was a drunk ass for sure. Dude, and he's like, oh, we came to, uh, Tuco, we came to enlist general. He's like, well, then first off, you better learn to recognize rank, motherfucker, because I'm only a captain. <laughs> yeah, the pretty important part of this whole army thing is being able to recognize that. So I don't know why he didn't just run with it. Just be like, oh, I'm general. This cool. guy don't know. Him. This guy don't shoot. Uh, four, four shot general. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, he's had way more than yeah, four shots. Oh, yes. So... <laughs> Uh, he's like, all right, well, first off, you got to prove how tough you are. And he hands a bottle and Clint Eastwood takes a sip and he's like, the fuck? And then hands it over to Tuco, who takes a big old chug out of him. He's like, all right, you're my type of guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This huh. is the, I'm going to hang out with you this later. This is the best weapon on the battlefield, the fighting spirits of this bottle. I'm like, eh, well, I mean, you're not wrong. There's a spirit in that bottle. Fighting spirit sure. doesn't necessarily mean good fighter. Like drunk people want to fight, but that doesn't make them good at it. It just makes them more willing to do it. I think, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, there's that. I I'd never never been in a fight. I don't. Get I just want to. I just want to talk really loudly about stupid pieces of music trivia. I know when I get drunk, that's that's about as far as I go. I've never wanted to fight anybody because of booze. Never happened. No. No. I've never wanted to fight anybody, but there have been people that wanted to fight me <laughs> because <laughs> I just tend to. Oh yeah, uh, I never. I didn't say I've never been punched in the face. <laughs> I, I could just get mouthy, yeah. <laughs> which leads to. Oh me. yeah, I get. I get. I get in people's business. I can get kind of mouthy. I remember once we were back in Beloit at, at the local bar drinking, and we we're outside smoking, and some guy just. We're pulling the thanks Obama about everything. Like his lighter wasn't working. Thanks Obama. This was so. Then I just fucking ran with it, and I just thanks Obama. That guy. All I I probably had a bit mean with him <laughs> to the point where he was like getting really upset. My sister was like, "I mean, you kind of poked the bear, dude. I don't know what you expected him to do. Like this is what Nick does. <laughs> I don't know where you thought this was going to go for you, but <laughs> oh. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, your parents are dead. Thanks Obama." <laughs> Um, so anyway, they're, uh, like they call, they're calling them the Rebs, the goddamn Rebs. There's this fucking bridge and, uh, fucking Rebs are on the other side of the bridge and both sides need the bridge to stay intact. It's the most important thing in the area and fucking Rebs and the fucking bridge. And they're like, why don't you just blow it up? 
Oh, I've had dreams about that. Oh, I've dreamed about blowing up that bridge. Oh, God, blowing up the bridge. Oh, oh. <laughs> He's like really wants this bridge gone, but he can't do it. Because what do you say? It's like treason. Not treason. It's uh, I can't remember the word. It's a very, very big crime. Or he'll be charged with like, or a court-martialed or fucking something. I can't remember yeah, what he said if remember. he blows up this bridge. He's about to die anyway. Well, not yet. Dude, it's not like he knows. Yeah, he's he's just given a drunk tour at the moment. Yeah. He, oh, that's right. The battle hasn't started yet. He's just like, that fucking bridge, but I can't fucking destroy it. They're going to be all fucking pissy. When he's, he's giving the reverse distillery uh, uh, tour right now. <laughs> he's not the drunk one I am, but <laughs> if you turn that around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, now the battle breaks out. You know, bombs start going off. These guys start firing back. They start charging down. Both armies meet on the bridge, and there's just okay. And what Clint Eastwood has a line like, "I've never seen so many men wasted so poorly," or something like that. Something like that. Or needlessly. Needlessly. Also, they're just like you know, they're just sitting there. I mean, I guess they never got fully enlisted, so they're. I'm not. not I'm not in this battle. I'm just gonna sit back here. Yeah. Watch this go down. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine there being a situation where you're like, yeah. I'm going to get in the middle of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like thousands of people shooting shit at each other. I should probably go jump into that. Yeah. Or stand over here where it's clearly safe. <laughs> well, this guy put his bottle of whiskey down. I think I'm going to sit here with this yeah. bottle of whiskey. Keep, yeah. it, keep it keep safe it. for him. Yeah. Keep it warm. Yeah. It seems kind of heavy. I might lighten it up for him a little bit. So, uh, but Tuco's like, uh, all of our money's on the other side of that bridge. He's like, oh yeah, where? Oh no, no, no. That's all you get for free, fucker. And so he's like, what if we, uh, what do you think would happen if we blew up that bridge? Well, I guess these guys would have to find somewhere else to kill each other, huh? Huh, maybe, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, well, that's <laughs> fucking interesting, man. Okay. That's fucking interesting. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> fucking interesting, man. Uh, what is that, yoga? No, it increases it. I don't know why I'm going to Lebowski <laughs> with everything now. So, Have you ever, like, considered blowing up that bridge, man? Yeah. Like, maybe? <laughs> What really f- ties a river together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, I guess that wins. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the end of that. <laughs> um, and again, they're back to talking about the money, and it's all about the quest for money. And the Civil War, again, is just a character in their quest for this fucking box of dollars. And I, I, I just like... Civil War battle is happening right now, and it, it's just a background. It's It's... Yeah, it's not a, a Civil interesting War movie. Take, yeah. <laughs> an interesting thing to work in. And Sergio was very specific. I think he even traveled to America to make sure he got uniforms right and worked with costumers to recreate them authentically and studied the landscape. <laughs> That's good because you can only know the real. And I guess you go yeah. to a museum or something. Well, yeah, yeah, you yeah. think you think a book would show you for the most <laughs> right. Part, well, like, like anybody watching it's going to be like, well, that's not an authentic <laughs> confederacy. Yeah. Yeah. There's not people still wearing these uniforms. <laughs> That another Family Guy joke where there's still the Civil War survivors, <laughs> like yeah. super old people. Anyway. The uh, the last surviving uh, uh, widow of a Civil War veteran died. Not it wasn't even ten years ago. I think really. Holy yeah. shit! How old was she? She was like. Well, the weird thing was, is like he was he was retired and and he was he, real old, and she was like just taking care of him, like. Uh. And she, and she was like a teenager, so she was like taking food or you know whatever, check up on him or whatever. And he had quite a bit of money with his pension and the stuff that he had going. So he said, "Well, I know he was in his nineties. He's like, I'll marry her, and then she can enjoy, 
you know, the benefits that I have as my spouse. So uh, they married when she was like 17. So damn. then when she died at like 100, she was the last. The last Got it. Okay. It had to have been something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, no. uh, <laughs> well, that's very nice. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Get on them. But she didn't even talk about it until like she was older and then brought it up. And then they're like, what? And then they looked it up like, holy shit, this is true. I'm going to take a note. Find a dying war vet to take care there of. There you go. Well, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Veterans are not well oh, cared yeah, for. They are. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, all right, so now Captain gets wounded, and he comes back, and he's all bloodied up and dying, and so they're like, well, I guess let's go do this. So they pick up a bunch of TNT, which, as the trivia section will tell you, did not exist at the time this movie is supposed to take place. TNT didn't exist? This type of dynamite that they're using did not exist yet. Mm. Um, so, And they're going to go blow up the bridge. And I do like they're carrying it on a stretcher, and as they're going down, these guys are carrying a body back, so they set it down and pretend they're going to pick up a body and wait for the guys to walk by and then say, fuck the body and pick the TNT yeah. back up. Like, oh like the stretcher didn't have a box on it that said explosives yeah. on the side. Like, no, just, just like the shed and Ernest goes to yeah. camp. Clearly <laughs> says explosives <laughs> down the side of it. Yeah. They were guys they were, like, what the fuck? Who are they joking? Like, yeah. <laughs> they I, were at a distance, though. <laughs> I don't remember there being this many. I guess when I was a kid watching this with my dad, I, I didn't get all of it, obviously. But I was watching this like, this is a pretty funny fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of slapstick <laughs> gags in this fucking thing that I do not recall. I don't think he meant them to be there. I think it just ended up being funny. Yeah, I mean, that was just like they kind of, oh, like even grabs the legs and then, oh, they walk by. Okay, just yeah. drops them back to the ground. <laughs> like, yeah. And I don't know if it's because they're trying to be so, like we're like the audience is so dumb, they're not going to get that they're, you know, or or like, why do you have to write, ex- I guess, explosives on the side? I'm sure that everything is plainly marked explosives when you are around explosives. So I would that hope, could be yeah, realistic. Yeah. yeah. Especially when, I, I don't mean to talk bad about our military, but I don't know that they're always the smartest, <laughs> especially when they're fresh enlistees, you know, like, you probably want to clearly label stuff and make sure you stand to the side when unloading rifles. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> so they're wiring it to blow, you know, putting it on each support. And uh, they're tell- he's like, hey, maybe we should uh, tell each other the halves of our secrets just in case one of us doesn't make it out of this, you know. We, at least one, we one can, of us we, we can, can, can get, yeah. get it. He's like, all right, good point, good point. So he goes, it's it's a sad hill, sad hill cemetery. All right, what's the grave? Uh, Arch... Stanton. Okay. Cool. All right. Now we All both right. now we both know things. Cool. And he lights it with his own cigar like a badass. Yeah. And, and they, Tuka wasn't ready. Tuka's like, oh shit. Oh fuck. fuck. <laughs> and so they wade they wade the rest of the way across to the other bank and get up and go hide behind some rocks. Some this, sandbags. Oh, some sandbags, right. Which I love this because Clint like jumps into the 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 foxhole or behind the sandbags or whatever and like yeah. turns around to watch. And Tuco just jumps in, ass in the air, and like, oh yeah, does he's not turn like, around. He's like, nope, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not nope. gonna take one to the face. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I could live without a foot. Uh, there's there was a piece of trivia that after that explosion, some of the shrapnel went and almost hit uh, Clinton in, in the head. It said his career would have prematurely ended. Thankfully, he got another ninety years of it. But yeah, you could see when they're sitting there, the shits flying around. I was like. I don't think that they had a demolition expert when they no. did this. No, they well, did not. Well, I guess there rough. was in the trivia, they talked about the, the Spanish army or whatever helped them with it. And they're supposed oh, yeah. to say, you know, okay, the we're ready. And then they were going to blow the bridge. And the, someone else uh, got on the radio and, and said, okay, yeah, we're about ready. Or yeah, we're ready to go. But it wasn't the director. So then the, the Spanish army is like, okay, shit, blow it. So they blew it. 
and it wasn't supposed to blow them. <laughs> yeah. So then they're like, they the they fired the guy that got on the radio, and the this the general's like, we'll rebuild the bridge and we'll blow it again, but you have to hire that dude back. So they hired the guy back, and then the, the army rebuilt the bridge, and then they blew it again. Wow! <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like, he, uh, why do they want that guy so back so bad? Like, I think the uh, the the general or whatever the guy that was ahead of it just felt bad because it wasn't that dude's fault. He was talking to someone else. Oh. The general was the one that was like, "Oh, I guess that's our cue or whatever." Or got guy. it. Okay. Okay. So then he's like, "No, you got to hire this dude back, and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll build we'll it. And blow the, it we'll again. take the expense." Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, you could. It just it does not look like a well planned out scene at all when this fucking blows and the stuff falling down around him and all that. Yeah, so I believe that he, I'm surprised they didn't get hit with. Yeah, any they said uh, if you can actually watch it back and they the trivia said if you play it back a little slowly, you can actually see that rock fly right through his head, through his head, to his head. Okay. <laughs> It's fucked up his hat. Tuco, Tuco's a smart guy. He's like, ah, that rock hurt my ass, but exactly. I'm fine. <laughs> but I'm fine. He'd rather get bit in the ass by a bug um, or something. And then after that, just I guess the bridge blows up, and neither side knows who blew it, so they just fire Stop. every cannon they have at each other. It's just like the most dramatic explosion scene this side of Tropic Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like the flight of the Valkyries or something playing. Just, that yeah, it's just fucking everything's blowing up. And uh, then after that, Tuco gets to the cemetery. He takes off trying to leave Clint Eastwood behind. But then there's a bunch of cannons around the cemetery, too, because now Clint Eastwood. It's great. Just- it's great when when they wake up, like they stay the night there till everything calms down. And then Clint's like gets up and Tuco sleeps with his head down, he's ass in the down. air the whole night. And he's like, hey, fucker, wake up. You know? And he's like, oh, geez. And he gets up like, dude, no way you could walk. Your legs would be asleep. And then as he walks away, you, you can, can tell limping. his legs. He's like, God damn. Like, <laughs> limps away. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets to the cemetery first and Clint Eastwood's firing the cannon at him. There's a cannon there? Well, there's the one dude that was at the... They found like some ruins. Oh, dead guy. And then the dead guy. And, the, and then Tuco jumps on the dead guy's horse to, and takes, to bail to try to go get the money. Yeah. And then Clint, Clint Eastwood's like, ah, oh, stupid man. <laughs> Here's a cannon. There, luckily, there's a cannon in the cemetery. Well, he, had it, he had it with him. It was his concealed cannon. <laughs> concealed cannon. <laughs> yeah, I get... I, yeah, no, it just happened to be a cannon <laughs> that was loaded and ready yeah. to go by the cemetery. I had had a bunch of extra cannonballs just sitting because he fired three or four times. He yeah. shot a few of them. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there with a cigar, just lighting this fucking cannon over and over. And then Tuco gets to the cemetery, and then I guess Eastwood's like, up. Oh, he made it to base. I can't shoot at him anymore. Yeah, all the, all the oxen free. And fuck. then Tuco's like, <laughs> yeah. well, fuck, here I am. I don't have to worry about him anymore. Like, he's just, like, going into money search mode. Yeah, and I like how the camera's spinning around, because there are thousands oh, yeah. of headstones, or, uh, yeah, headstones. I guess they're not really tombstones. It's a really long scene. Like, yeah. where it, and I, I want to say that it's too long, but I think it's just to show how many how many yes, graves are there. Because it's him running around, and then as it goes, like, the camera starts spinning faster and faster and faster. Which but, I kind of wonder what's in the middle, because there's just a blank spot in the middle. Yeah. So is there, like, a chapel there at one time? But there's Maybe. nothing there now. Because it's like gravel. a, gra- yeah, well, like rocks. Like, it was something constructed, for yeah. sure. But uh, I don't know. But yeah, he just it spins and spins and spins and spins until he finally finds Arch Stanton. And he gets this chunk of wood. It's all he can find. But he just starts digging third out of the way, even using his hands a bit until he finds, hits something hard. He's like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And all of a sudden the shovel hits the ground. And he looks up and there's Clint Eastwood like, mm-hmm. go faster with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I swear I was, I was going to bring your half back to you. Totally was going to do that, but I wasn't 
trying to bail out on you with, <laughs> with all 200,000 grand myself. Oh, fuck. I do have a note. As he's running around looking for the Arch Stanton grave, a uh, few thousand. And I was like, this is why we alphabetize things. <laughs> it's, it's, oh. uh, we don't alph- alphabetize yeah, cemeteries, though. Cemeteries aren't alphabetized. I know they aren't, but that's what I'm saying. This is why you do it. <laughs> oh, so he could go in there and be like, all right, I need to go to the S's. S's, S's right here. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you wouldn't have to sit there spinning in circles, getting dizzy and you're looking just like, at 5,000 gravestones, you could just go alphabetically. So every time someone dies, if you already passed that letter, you got to pick them all up, move them down one. <laughs> <laughs> I understand it's going to take a lot of work, but you're just creating jobs. <laughs> this is one of your worst ideas. <laughs> or maybe we just get rid of fucking cemeteries. I don't know. Yeah, I was actually thinking that on the way on the way to uh, my house? rehearsal oh. yesterday. On the way to rehearsal, you were thinking about getting rid of cemeteries. Yeah, well, because my thought was, <laughs> fuck, man, Austin has a hell of a lot of fucking That's cemeteries. That's prime real estate. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, just build a house on top of it. Nothing bad would happen. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely not a movie about that. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just people turning back into dirt. Why do we need to take up all that land? And now yeah. you just got a fucking dirt-filled box buried under there. Yeah, my, and my thought was like, when the hell did we actually start just burying bodies? Like, when did we decide uh, that was a good idea? Been a long, long, long time ago. But it's also because when you don't, it can, disease and stuff can yeah, spread. Yeah, but why didn't we ever but just they had the right idea them. where you, yeah, fucking funeral pyres, dude. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. I mean, that's... Or I like think, the Vikings. It's good enough for Darth Vader, it's good enough for us. And like, there's all kinds exactly. of stuff now where they can like, hell, there's like eco-friendly ways to like, they can break your body down with acid and stuff, but... I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Breaking Bad style. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, I, I get the right one, though, because you'll burn right through that tub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that was so disgusting. <laughs> All right, so now I do like, uh, as he's running around in the cemetery also, we get the song The Ecstasy of Gold, the second of amazing fucking songs in this movie. Ennio Morricone, fucking music wizard. Excellent music. Um, so... Now he gets, yeah, the Clinius was there, shoveled, got to you dig faster. And then uh, as he's standing there, another shovel hits the ground and they both turn and look and there's Angel Eyes. He had been following him there. And that's how you trail someone. We had no idea he was there this whole time. Well, see, if he's proven to be I something, I guess all those explosions probably clued him into something going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Um so now he's got them both at gunpoint. Tuco's like, I'm the only one that didn't think to bring a shovel, too. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I was so worried about it. I didn't think about how I was going to dig it up. $200,000. I'd get there eventually with my hands, I guess. $200,000 in 1865 money. So that'd be $2.5 billion now. Yeah, something like that. What do you say? 83000 for three or $80,000 for 3000 3, in 1913. Yeah. So, so the math yeah. works out. Uh, well, I don't think money had actually any actual real value. No, it was more the gold factor. Yeah, yeah I don't think we had the uh, the federal banknote thing no. yet figured out. We hadn't discovered. Oh, yeah, eighteen sixty six. Sure, we did. We didn't. Yeah. No, we hadn't made fiat money at that point. Fiat money. What do foreign cars have to do with this, dude? No, fiat money is money that actually doesn't have any <laughs> worth. It's it's uh it's money that has. I am the walrus. <laughs> I am the walrus. It's a, it's like a, it's like a promissory note, basically. It's like yeah. there's an agency saying, "We will we honor, will, we will give this piece of paper this much worth." Yes, but they had those. Well, we had because we had what the first branch of government that started in Philadelphia, where they had like the 
some kind of pre-dollar type of thing and people would just tape them to their wall or nail them to the walls because they weren't worth shit. I remember hearing about that in Peter Caldwell's history class. Some of our listeners will know who that is. He's like, yeah, they were fucking worthless. That's why when we got the dollars we know now, they put it in on there like backed by the government or this is worth yeah. this much in gold or whatever. Like this is federally it's, it's backed, backed now. by a central Because at first it was like, great, you're giving me wallpaper a fucking square at a time. It's this is basically bullshit. something But if you find is... bags full of gold, now that that's worth well, yeah, something no matter the gold where you go. Is, uh... Then you go to the pawn shop and then they give you a piece of paper. Yeah. yeah. And that's how it all works. With the gold. With, With the, the gold. gold. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Right near the in and out. They didn't have uh, pawn shops back then. I don't Shut imagine. the fuck up. All right. <laughs> God damn it. So now Clint's like, you can shoot. You can shoot me if you want, but you won't get a goddamn dollar of that money. Well, what do you mean? We already found the grave. The box is right there. What are you talking about? And he kicks the lid open. It's just a rotting corpse. I took you to the wrong grave, you stupid sons of bitches. <laughs> fuck yeah. yourselves. And he's like, oh. Man, and you know what? Up Tuco this was point, honest. Clint is like him. the only one that... Yeah, no, I mean, Tuco did say, but I don't know. I mean, Tuco's also going to take the first opportunity he can to, to bail out on him. On a, yeah, on anybody. So He's the only one playing it close to the vest, being like, all right, I'm not going to tell these fuckers any more than I have to. Yeah, so he says he writes it on the bottom of a rock and walks out to the center of this circle, you know, the man-made circle we were talking about, sets it down, and then backs up, and they all, like, slowly get into their three parts of the circle. And I'm wondering, is this is this what a devil's triangle is? Is this the Devil's Triangle? Three men? I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> I, don't I didn't watch the whole Kavanaugh hearings. Is this what a Devil's Triangle is? No? Okay. I don't know what it is. I don't either. We never found out. I'm just curious. Hmm. But three men standing in a triangle formation ready like, to kill each other. That's... So Eastwood didn't tell him, or Blondie didn't tell him what the real grave was before. Why would they believe that he actually wrote it on the bottom of the rock? And yeah. why would he actually do it? Like, if I'm the guy, the third guy, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, I'm not going to believe you. Like, you're right. Like, like, I, I still don't want to shoot you because I don't know if that's the right fucking one. Like, yeah, he has all the cards. If you kill him, you can't threaten him with anything because if you kill him, nobody gets it. Unless you're going to spend the rest of your days digging up all 5000 fucking graves in this entire cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. Which at that time for that money, I probably be like, well, here I go. Because yeah. apparently they well, only, I got buried, two, they two only buried now. the dudes a couple inches in the ground. They oh, yeah. Apparently so, yeah. Stuff in, and then it's like they're right there you, on top. You could get to the coffin with a plank of wood. Yeah, yeah. You, don't need, you don't need much. I mean, so will be here a while, but. Yeah, I call a buddy in. Between the two of us, we can get it figured out, and then we each get 100 grand. Yeah. Shit. Or you shoot him, and you get 200 grand. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. If he's like, I found it, you run up and brain him with your shovel. Yeah. Take the money out, dump him in the box. Perfect. Done deal. You guys want to? You guys want to go digging with me later? <laughs> <laughs> nope. So now we get the close up. Well, it starts with like a kind of a faraway shot of the three of them in the circle, and then it's kind of as it spins around the three of them, like it gets closer. Like it's a kind of a full body, and then a bit like about the waist with their hands by their guns, and then it gets closer to their heads, and then like yeah. face, and then eyes, and then we're like damn near up at their eyeballs. It's like every time it spins around the three of them, it gets a little closer. Oh yeah, it's like straight dick shots. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> I know and it's then, going for the belt. It's like it goes around showing all of their faces, and then it goes around their hands at their guns, and then back to closer to their faces, and then closer to the hands on the guns, and then close, and then they're going faster and faster and faster and faster until you're like the spinning cemetery shot earlier. And he uses that quite a bit, but it's just, you know, building the intensity, the anticipation of fuck, fuck, fuck until finally. And you can see like their fingers, like you see Tuco's getting, yeah. kind of, he's like, oh man, he's, he's rubbing his fingers, like getting antsy. Uh, 
angel eyes is like oh god engine closer engine closer Clint Eastwood just got his thumb like sitting on the bullets in his belt he's like the only one that doesn't seem to have any nervous tick really he's just kind of well because he knows he knows these dudes are probably not going to shoot me yeah he's he again he's uh he's playing it pretty cool he's got himself covered here uh for the most part so i think bad angel eyes makes the first move so clint draws and just shoots him and i think both tuco and if i'm remembering right and they both aim at both aim at at, at, yeah at at the bad angel Angel eyes Eyes and both shoot at him but tuco's gun just clicks and so clint eastwood just keeps unloading i think he shoots Angel eyes like five times, or maybe he empties the fucking <laughs> cylinder into well, him. Well, yeah, in this because even like because walks by and casually just points the gun over, and it's like shooting. Not he even like, looking. He shoots him and and then he falls shots. into the grave, uh-huh. and then like he shoots like his gun to go into the grave too, and then he shoots his hat. You're like, come on, dude. They <laughs> 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 just keep shooting. Just and then, but I remember once he's like looking at Tuco and aims the gun back down at Angel eyes and just shoots again. Like you're not even looking at what you're doing. Like, yeah, no, and he's like just, even uh, holding it sideways. Fucking gangbangers. He backfilled the freaking grave with bullets. Surprised he didn't start spinning, going behind yeah. the back, <laughs> between the legs and shit. And so now Tuco, it's just like earlier in the movie when he's like, I could say yeah to this horse, but instead I'm going to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> it is very much a family guy roadhouse <laughs> gag. And so now um, Tuco's pissed off because he's like, when the fuck did you unload my gun? He's like, last night, dude. I knew some shit was going to go down or maybe you were going to try to turn on me again. Either way, I covered my ass. It was a smart move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were asleep, freaking head down, ass up. <laughs> head down, <laughs> ass up. That's no. Oh. <laughs> so that's not all that happened i'm sorry what <laughs> but uh also as a when as did you unload my gun <laughs> right before i unloaded mine <laughs> <laughs> bang bang <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, god so but also as a as a gunman i know he doesn't have a holster so you'd think you'd feel the weight difference right wouldn't you be able to tell that there's no bullets in your gun I, man I don't know because those old revolvers are heavy. heavy like, I've yeah, had some old like cowboy revolvers. Six bullets would. I just think I've seen something about somebody got to be able to tell the difference between the weight of an empty gun and a full gun. Well, that was in Taken uh, was when he Taken? did that, where he unloaded the dude's gun uh, in Taken. But at the same time, like you're talking about a polymer gun that's got 13, 16, 18 bullets and a nine millimeter. That is a noticeable weight difference because uh. it's a relatively light pistol. And then with the ammo, it's there's a definitely weight difference. But those old revolvers, there's only six bullets, and those revolvers are heavy as shit. So, okay. so I could I could notice. see it. It wouldn't okay. be completely. I was just curious, like how would or how would you? I don't know. Not check it. Yeah, no, I don't know. You'd think that like if you're if you make your living by the gun, you would check your ammunition and, Often. and all the time. Or yeah. I'm, okay, I'm forming up the devil's triangle with these other guys to shoot to the death. Let me make sure yeah. everything's squared away yeah, here. Time out from yeah, the game. Hold guys. on, hold, hold on. on, guys. Yeah, I got to tie my shoes. Not ready. Hold on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like something, but oh, Tuco, those are boots. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> now he takes him back, and he it's the unmarked grave next to Arch Stanton, and he's like, "What? There's there's no name on this." And he picks up the rock. Yeah, there's no name on this rock either. Yeah. See, I told you it, I was right this time. <laughs> I mean, for seriously. So at, the, at first you're like, "Well, then how how in the fuck did Clint Eastwood know that there'd be a grave?" Next to you know, but that's because Bill Carson didn't told him didn't say it's Arch Stanton. He said it's in the unmarked grave next to Arch Stanton. So he he made the little uh, gotcha moment out of it. But yeah, he was well. Then him. in that case, he didn't lie because that is the name. That is that the name. Is, yeah. yeah, right. Just not the word. Yeah, 
Not exactly where it is. So he's the one that gave the wrong name or whatever. So when they got dug up Art Stanton, it was just a corpse. They wouldn't immediately think, let's go next door. They'd be like, oh, well, fuck. Just I wouldn't to, immediately just, think, well, it must be right next to it. Had yeah. to defile that poor Well, I mean, I guess grip. you got to start somewhere. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I mean, you're like, well, I, this one was a bust. Let's go. That's Honestly, true. after I dug up the grave, I'd be like, these guys are genius. I would have put the money under the grave also. And then I'd have pulled the grave out. And <laughs> kept then digging. Kept digging. I'd be like, this is goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, he said it was here, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> just keep going. Um, so now uh, he, he gets down there and there it is. You know, he opens it up and he pulls out eight bags. Uh, tied in twos as he's yeah. lift them out and they're heavy as shit because they're bags full of gold and he's all excited that's all ours Blondie oh yeah Blondie woo yeah this is ours and he turns around and there's a hanging noose like Clint standing there holding it he's like nah motherfucker he also busts one Come back on. open with a shovel he does yeah, just he to does. make sure and which has got to be inconvenient unless you got an extra bag hanging around but they, yeah. to, to make it for the shot to make it so that when he hits it with the shovel they poured acid on the bag yes and Tuco, or the actor who played Tuco, got poisoned himself because they put the acid in a lemonade bottle, and he grabbed it and took a drink of it and drank and drank the acid, and then was all fucked up, got a bunch of sores in his mouth and shit. So yeah, yeah, that's and then uh, had to film with a bunch of sores in his mouth. I mean, just another day, just <laughs> just drinking acid. <laughs> just made it just, just made just it another more, day uh, with open sores in my mouth. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, is that not just a day in no? my life? Do <laughs> you guys know? Have that all the time? I wish you would have told that to us before the glory hole. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, because then you wouldn't, got have, him? you wouldn't have invited me. <laughs> so now, I mean, of course, you didn't think that we were going to get the money and not have one more instance of backstabbing. Like, this was low, though. When I was, saw that, I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, dude. Man, I don't know, though, because. I even have exactly that. Oh, come on. Written right in there. Yeah. Even he thought that, like, dude, we've got the fucking money. Seriously, with the news, this is yeah. A- but everything Tuco has ever done is like he's like, I got two hundred thousand, or I got a hundred thousand, but I could have two hundred thousand. Yeah, like it's yeah. never enough for Clint. Tuco. Isn't stupid. Yeah, like if I, don't- I mean, it's a it's a shrewd move by by Blondie to do this. I think. This is a Will Smith. He, I mean, he. I think he had this all, obviously all planned. Like it was planned to split, but he knew that Tuco wouldn't split it. So his only way to get away with his half. Was to escape with his ass. Right. And I, I mean, kudos, because he could have left, he could have left Tuco's half. I mean, he didn't have to leave. He could have taken off He did not have to. So he loaded his half up, rode off, and then did just like how the movie started. But yeah. his gun already doesn't have any bullets in it. No, he, he hasn't been using his rifle. No, I'm talking about oh, Tuco's. Oh, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Why cross him? He, he can't yeah, but run it, off I don't know. He's probably okay. got some in his pocket. Because he's a resilient possum, remember? Yeah. Or he has the ammo what? belt. They all have, you Yeah, know. well, he, he didn't have a holster, but yeah, ammo belt. I'm sure he's got more bullets somewhere on yeah. his person. He has also shown to be, you know, a have, a, have a little bit of heart, you know. Too. I, I was so, confident Tuco was going to split it. So he puts him on a, makes him stand on this rickety cross that's used as a headstone, right? Aren't all crosses? Rickety? Yeah. I don't know. Some of them are pretty goddamn stable. <laughs> I've tried. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But he's standing on this thing, and the, so you know, noose over the tree around his neck, and as long as he's able to keep his balance on this rotted piece of wood, he'll be fine. It's probably carrying like hundred sixty pounds. And uh, here's something I saw. I was reading the trivia. They say you can see a car driving in the background during this scene. So I was really watching the background. And most of the time it's out of focus when we're seeing uh, Tuco's face as he's standing there screaming Blondie and everything. But there is something moving. Hmm. I didn't think it looked like a vehicle because it's a fucking hillside with covered in trees and gravestones. 
Like, just where, a car drive. <laughs> there would, I was like, how would there be a car? There's nowhere for a car to drive. It's like a heavily wooded area. What the mm. fuck? But there is something moving back there that I doesn't. I don't think also was like supposed the, to be in the one shot. One of the parts of the trivia is like when Tuco first starts, like because first he's running away from the cannon fire of Blondie, and then he gets to the cemetery, and then he's like, oh fuck, Blondie, I, it's gone. And he starts running, and a dog is running in beside him, and Tuco's like, oh shit, a dog, and the dog's like, whoa, and then they both take off kind of different ways. And apparently <laughs> that was unscripted. In the, yeah, they the, the director or whatever didn't tell him there was going to be a dog because they wanted him to react naturally to the dog. So like he didn't know, so he's like running, he's like, Jesus, oh, a dog. <laughs> And the dog's like, fuck you. you know? <laughs> and the dog's like, Jesus, a Tuco. That's a possum. <laughs> it's a goddamn <laughs> giant possum. possum. Bipedal possum. What? <laughs> you said the... Uh... Look out for those bipedal possums. <laughs> <laughs> I said a what? Hold on, I totally missed all of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the, the car passes in the rickety crossing, right? Well, yeah, when he's standing on the cross with the news. That's what the trivia said. So I was looking for it. And there was once when, you know, you're seeing Clint Eastwood right away on the horse. And then it comes, cuts back to Tuco screaming. And then it cuts to Clint Eastwood. And it cuts back to Tuco. So it's never like a really long shot of it. But there is one where we have a close-up of his face. And the background's kind of out of focus a bit. I can see something moving. I wouldn't have. I thought it would maybe somebody walking. I mean, it, it didn't look intentional. Like someone snuck on set or I don't know, whatever. But I, I don't know where they would have got... Oh, there was a fucking car driving. No, <laughs> definitely not. But there, there was something moving in the background. Take, do with that what you will. Uh, maybe it was a ghost. It was the ghost from Three Men and a Baby. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm watching back right <laughs> we'll now. Start right. We'll start that. We'll start that. We're going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the same ghost that haunted the set of Three Men and a Baby. Um, anyway, so He's younger then is younger. Ghost. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was so much younger then. So he, he, yeah, as you're saying, he leaves him his half. He's like four for you, four for me. As long as you don't fall off the cross, man, you're good to go. All right. Well, see you later. And and he rides off. And he man. rides really fucking far. Like Dude, he, he's alone. You can hardly see him from Tuco's point of view. Yeah, he is way out there. Like he's really trying to. You know, to, in the back of Tuco's mind, he's got to be thinking, he's coming back. He wouldn't have left a hundred thousand dollars sitting on the ground yeah. if he wasn't. He's coming, coming he's back. doing something. It's gotta be. Come on. And that's probably why he's still screaming for it. All right, I mean, yeah. just trying. Every desperate. time he every time he screamed, he'd almost fall off fall, the cross. Yeah. <laughs> And so, but then he gets real far away, puts the gun up, does a little hand brace for the rifle, looks down the sight, and shoots just like the start of the movie. Shoots him down. I think at that point, I'm watching it back so I can yeah. see the car. You can see in Tuco's face, he's kind of given up a little bit. He's just like, damn, he's really, he really is far. Like, he's a lot farther away than he usually is. Maybe and it's a hell of a shot. That was a long freaking ways. Yeah, and, and I think this is the one that guy recreated on that Hollywood Weapons or whatever that show was. But like he got got that far away and got a rifle, and and you could probably do it from a rest. I'm just saying you're doing it from the back of a horse no. with your hand up like yeah. that. The horse is breathing, you're breathing. That would be a ridiculous shot. Yeah. Well, fucking suck on that, Chris Kyle. This is a real sniper. <laughs> I see it. I don't know. How you, you see, there's something moving back there, but it, I don't. Wouldn't, I wouldn't go to that. Oh, that's a car driving through all these trees up a hill. It's goddamn chupacabra. <laughs> Might have been. I would believe that more than the car. They're in the backwoods of Spain. Yeah. Oh, they're. they're hang on, listeners. They are uh, watching this. So just to wrap it all up. Shoots the rope. He falls. Uh, he's like. You know, his money's there. He's like, oh, it's I a guess. It's chupacabra. It's a, it looks like a chupacabra. <laughs> it's a bipedal chupacabra. Well, chup- chupacabra. Chup- Everybody knows chupacabras are bipedal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, when they want to be. <laughs> Maybe that's all a chupacabra is, is a bipedal possum. <laughs> <laughs> I got a taste for goat blood. <laughs> 
so anyway, I mean, that's the end. We get we follow Clint Eastwood for a while, and the really high shot, like a helicopter shot, I would call it. I don't know if they did a lot of those in Italy in 1966, but <laughs> like as you just go really high in the air and you get the the big overview of the whole scene, so you get to see like Clint Eastwood riding across the countryside, and the theme song kicks in, and that cool <laughs> electric <laughs> guitar line, and yeah, sometimes it's a whistle, sometimes it's a scream. Yes, that exact one. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then that's the end of the movie. That was not the theme song. Uh, thank guys. you. Yeah. I'm sure our listeners were like, "Oh man, that theme's from that movie too." <laughs> Give our listeners some credit, fucking asshole. Uh, this was that was for you guys, not for our listeners. <laughs> we are here for the listeners. They're the ones yes. paying our bills. All right. They, well, you're getting paid for this. <laughs> They're you're paying you. you shit! <laughs> I was supposed to tell the guests that. <laughs> Wait, you guys are getting paid for this? <laughs> oh, that kid from We Are the Millers. That was so fucking funny. Oh, yeah. yep. God, that guy's going to be a superhero now. Have you seen that dude lately? No. What, he what, what's he's going to be? be? He's going to be Adam Warlock. He's like Jack now. Oh, so he's going to be in the new Guardians. That's where yeah. Adam Warlock. Okay. Well, he's had plenty of time. He hadn't done things since We Are the Millers. That was 10 years Just ago. getting jacked. He's had 10 minutes to have donuts slapped out of his yeah, hands. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, God damn it. I like how that's, get paid that's our this thing. About if you're rich, it's not that you can pay someone to work you out multiple hours a day. It's purely slapping donuts out of your hand. That's, that equals muscle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because mean, then you're just hell-bent on revenge. And you're going to work out on your own. I'm and then get you that start, son of a bitch. Slap one more donut out of my hand. Slap one more fucking donut. Slap one more. I fucking dare you. All right. Do it. Thoughts and rewatchability of the classic of all things Western, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Suck One of it, John the Wayne. highest rated movies on IMDb that does not have an Oscar. When did that even start? What, the Oscars? Yeah. 1920-something. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah. You're about to say they hadn't existed yet? I, well, no, I just didn't no. know it was that old. Yeah, it's, a, it's old enough to be old. the racist institution that it is. <laughs> and sexist. <laughs> and sexist. Hey. Hey, new institutions can be racist. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. Sorry to be a datist. <laughs> institutionalist? Yeah. Uh, institutionalist. Definitely an institute. Everybody should be an institutionalist. Hmm. I don't even know what that means. We'll, we'll worry about it in a future episode. All right. So your thoughts on, on the... on. Oh, man. This movie is... Bueno, malo y feo. Long as fuck. Did I get that right? Ah, nailed it. You Spanish 101, bitch. Uh, it's a great movie. This movie's pretty fucking cool. Uh, it's way too long. Did you guys at the end, at the credits, mine said extended English version. Oh, yeah, it's like 161 minutes. It's like 170 minutes. Or something like that. I don't, I don't know, know. The version I watched was like 178 minutes or yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So is I, there, does that mean that there's a shorter version out there somewhere? Probably, maybe they put that. That was the international release. I don't know. This is the only version I've ever okay. been aware. So we of. need to go look for the Italian version <laughs> and put on subtitles. Be all good. Let's go. Uh, so anyway, yes, this movie's great, freaking amazing. First time I watched it. Uh, I like westerns. It takes me back to when I was younger. Uh, we'd always go to the blockbuster. Well, you grew up in Dodge City. That's the fucking yeah. western hub of Kansas. That's, you uh, got Boot Hill there and shit. That's right. That's right. White Earp and all that shit. Why it and that they uh they do have shootouts out in the streets I know. and stuff. That's, we've done that. That's when I was legit. A kid. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I like the movie. Is it rewatchable? I want to say yes, but just for the sheer length of this goddamn movie, probably not. Fair, like I'm probably not going to throw it on just to watch casually. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Yeah, it's 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 if 
it's a rewatch, but it's got to be a purposeful rewatch because it's not even really something. There's so much going on in it, I guess, that you got to be paying attention to it. So, like, I don't think my kids have watched it. So whenever they want to watch like Western movie, this is one. This is one I grew up watching, you know. So yeah. it is, but it's you're gonna. It's not one that I feel like you're just gonna pop on for a, shits and giggles. A, yeah, yeah, like, and it's not like it's a real heavy movie, and it's it is funny. There's a lot of gags and stuff in it too. So I, it is a good movie, but it's not. It, it's not an easy rewatch. No, lordy, lordy, no, it's not. Uh, As you learned. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. So I had a hell of a time. I tried to watch this movie so much. Apparently the theme song pisses off my daughter. Because every time, which is approximately every 20 seconds in this movie, you get either or whether it's a bird noise or a whistle. That little theme is nonstop. And that is... Apparently, the worst noise she's ever that that is that to her is what a baby's cry is to an adult. So she would like was laying down asleep, and that noise happened, and she'd wake up, and start crying. I'd pause the movie, run into her room, and she's asleep again already in her crib. All right, go back out, hit play. Next time it happens, she starts screaming. Like, God damn it! It took me. I don't know, 20 hours to watch a three hour movie. So you guys thought this was fucking long. Uh, that being said, I guess once she grows up, I will try to watch this again. Uh, no, it's an excellent movie. I watched, I, we didn't get into a lot of Westerns growing up, but just the Clint Eastwood ones. Like, we didn't grow up watching John Wayne and all those, but Two Meals for Sister Sarah, Fistful of Dollars, Two Dollars More, Outlaw Josie Wales. Like, the, the Eastwood Westerns, my dad was all about, and we watched a lot of them. We watched this one often. Um, God damn. Yeah, I know, and... I, I'm sure that I was in and out. I was a kid. I'm not going to sit there for three fucking hours watching a Western. So I probably ran off and played with something, came back in when I heard gunplay or whatever the fuck kids do. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, it's, it is, as we have all said, uh, definitely rewatchable, an excellent film. You could, I'm sure at this point, trim quite a bit out of it. But there's a lot going on. And uh, you do need to see all the backstabbing and all the, the back because a whole lot of it is the the standoff where they don't have to lay out all the stakes. Like that's something that we just don't do in movies. We have to tell you the audience blatantly. Well, why doesn't he just shoot him? Well, you can't just shoot me because of this, this, this it's understood here. It's implied, but you do right. kind of have to see the interplay between the guys for so long to understand at the end, why they're all so nervous and understand the stakes of what they're all going through. Um, yeah, but you have to intentionally want to sit down and watch it. You're not going to scroll through and be like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. You know, it's not a, not a light, watch yeah oh and i grew up on the western the sunday mornings were like either we were watching samurai movie old samurai movies or old westerns yeah but my dad was Same. into john wayne a lot too so uh, we we watched eastwood and john wayne and, and everything else but yeah so yeah. i think we call it a three-way rewatch but it's uh so and it's specific you've got <laughs> to want to sit down and put time in it because yeah you're not going to be doing laundry or something in the midst of it you're going to have to watch it yeah you have to actually pay attention to the fuck and you're going to have to want to sit there for fucking three hours yeah Make sure that you don't have a six-week-old, and then just have a great time. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That does it for us this week. If you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter at Their Watch Party. You can email us at watchparty at gmail.com. Did your dad prefer John Wayne or Clint Eastwood? Do you think that Clint Eastwood wasn't blonde at all? Do you think Clint Eastwood maybe should stop making movies now that he's 276 years old? What's his newest movie? Ah, fucking, I don't know. Uh, Cry Macho. I think. Oh, yeah, Cry one. Macho. I haven't seen that. I saw The Mule where he tries to prove that white men can do anything better than Mexicans, include being a Mexican drug runner. 
Well, probably because they suspect him less. Yeah, they do. He's a fucking 90-year-old white dude. They don't suspect shit. Stops for the diner, gets a piece of peach pie. Check for a silver alert and let him go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Anyway, let us know what you think about Clint Eastwood. Uh, Also, don't forget about the ongoing Tournament of Champions listeners. Uh, Check our Twitter, at Their Watch Party. Every day for polls that will determine which characters get in, and then every Monday is the next round of battles, and then make sure to listen to our sideshow, which will be released at the same place you get the main show, so you don't have to seek it out. Uh, your vote counts. Your vote, your vote counts. absolutely does count, and you will determine the absolute unnecessary, zero stakes at all battles that uh, we wage here out of characters that we have discussed. You just need to check your voter status because I don't know what governor (laughs) (laughs) is doing in your state. How the fuck Steve Carell from the big short came out on top over Finkel and Einhorn, I will never understand. There's gerrymandering. There's obvious something wrong with the voting machines. Um, There's some voting tampering. We've already had some massive upsets is what I'm saying. So get out there and vote and check out our tournament hey, episodes. Justify your your uh, your vote. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Feel free to there are you are allowed to uh, comment on any of these tweets. Let's get some back and forth. Email us. Tell us how stupid we are for having the host vote go one way or to other. I don't know. What I said. I guess the Western I've been watching yeah, all weekend got into my head there. Uh, join us next week where we uh, do a whole lot of cocaine and tell Joe Pesci that he's funny. And good fellas. Until then, I'm Nick with Anthony and Manny, and thanks for rewatching. your friends and always keep your mouth shut as far back as i can remember i always wanted to be a gangster hey mom what do you think you look like a gangster i know i by the time i grew up there was 30 billion a year in cargo moving through idlewild airport believe me we tried to steal every bit of it what do you do i'm in construction he's not jewish muzzle tov for most of the guys, killings got to be accepted. Hey, Henry, here's an arm. Very funny, guys. Here's a leg. Here's a wing. <laughs> what do you like, the leg or the wing? For us to live any other way was nuts. <laughs> and we were treated like movie stars with muscle. We had it all just for the asking. It's going to be a good summer. <laughs> It was a glorious time. In a world that's powered by violence, on the streets where the violent have power, a new generation carries on an old tradition. 